And he Ooh. says the local jail here is called Pink Palace. <laughs> what a name for a jail, Pink Palace. <laughs> you can, I guess, take that a few different ways. Oh, but oh my God. Like, I thought bad instantly. I'm sorry. Too. Oh, my uh, God. Where were you in jail, the Pink Palace? Oh, I bet that was <laughs> it's lovely being in there. <laughs> I'll tell you, I would never commit a crime no. if they called our jail no. there. Good morning. Hold on here. All right. We're hanging on. I hear audio. I got audio. <clears throat> well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us. FT After Hours in a another n- new $20 studio. 20? I'm, I, 25. <laughs> Well, it's probably 20 bucks just for the paint, so let's go 40. <laughs> I was going to say 50 <laughs> at least and, the light fixture. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go. We'll go $60 studio <laughs> here this morning. Well, thanks for joining us in the new $60 studio. Joining us today, pulled from a tree stand in an unknown location, joining us in studio with his crossbow and camouflage, it's Mike Coolins. Hello, everyone. <laughs> From the Great White North, everybody's crazy Canadian. Oh, 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 Mike, what are you doing over there? Everybody's favorite Canadian, Andre Russo. Good morning. And across the pond, everybody's favorite Swede and contaminated tricopter pilot, David Vindenstoll. Hey. (laughs) What's going on? I'm building a wall today. I kind of know that feeling. Uh, I've been uh, (laughs) blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, in your house, building a wall? Yeah, it's like a drywall. Um, that's yeah, that's the last wall we're gonna build. So I, I hope so. <laughs> there's so there's so many walls in this house now. You started with a roof, and now you're building the walls. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good. Ah, no, so we're just uh, yeah, we're trying. That's the last wall. So, yeah, it's nice to know how the house is gonna look finally. Cool. Right. Yeah, then you yeah. change your mind and go back to the open concept. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, yeah. David, uh, so, I guess yeah. we'll, we'll start with you since you uh, kind of posted a few things out on Facebook. One, I thought it was – and the only reason I kind of knew this is that I was getting thrown under the bus here. Uh, you were looking for a wrecked phantom of some sort, and my name got <laughs> tossed into the, to the list. And I think actually Andre did too. Uh, and then you had a tank contraption when you were asking people about what you should do and how you build it. So elaborate a little bit of what the heck are you going to do with a wrecked phantom? <laughs> <laughs> the phantom is still kind of a secret project. Oh, okay. It's, uh, but it might show up in the RC tank battle if it shows up before I shoot, which uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure if it does. Um, but yeah, the the tank battle preparation video thing where I needed input on which uh, turrets I was going to build. And I got some fantastic input on that. So I've been printing turrets and parts for a week nonstop on the printer. 
and it's been working fantastic. I've gone through three kilos of ABS so far. Wow, nice. Uh, and it looks really nice. So I've been out trying and testing the, uh, I 3D printed some firecrackers. So I mm. stole the tops of rockets, the really what? nice effect part, and put that into 3D printed uh, little cartridges. And it works fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that's actually what I've been doing all week, just RC tank battle and ship uh, orders. My question is, how many people actually got back to you with like, yeah, hey, I got a wrecked Phantom, I'll send it to you. Was it a lot? Uh, probably eight. No kidding. Holy. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? The people hate their Phantoms. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I flew it once and it flew into a power line and uh, yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, I'll I'll help you with that. Wow, that's crazy. Now I just took as soon as I had the uh, uh, the amount I needed, I just thanked the rest and like, yeah, try to keep them flying or whatever. I took the ones that really hated them, <laughs> and the, the people were really, really nice. So we're like sending out a yeah, sending out some tricopters to them though. Oh, sweet! So they get something for. So yeah, they're definitely like yeah. Take Heck, this thing we want to see it blow up. I would have got you one. Yep. I ran into a kid yesterday <laughs> when it was tore up. Are you are, really? Yeah. No, oh, really. That's nuts. There's that many out there just ready. Yeah. To, huh. So yeah, I was. Uh, they were definitely trying to get it, get me to send you my fan. I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with mine. I yeah. like my fan. I'm not sending it over there to get blown up. No way. Uh, yeah, there were some people there. Oh, my gosh. Every time you post something on Facebook, there's always fun people. That's oh, awesome. It's great. And, hey, we, I wanted to tell you, too, um, real quick. Uh, I'll get you that one. Sorry. Um, we were talking to Stuart, and, of course, we all know the news of him leaving and everything. And we definitely put it out there, David, for he is going to get a hold of you when he gets back home and settles down and everything. He definitely wants to get together and shoot some stuff with you with the uh, slow motion camera. And I think you two uh, could Too come up with some yeah, gonna be be good. good stuff there. So I, I think hey, he's going to yeah. reach out to you, huh? He already did. Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome. That didn't take long. Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. We're, um, yeah, I actually need to reply to him again, but it's going to be good. Oh, sweet. that's sweet. So awesome. Yes. Have someone that speaks proper English as well. It's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Better uh, than me, I'm sure. <laughs> Take off, eh? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Shows funny. me bad. <laughs> uh, so, uh, real quick, if you guys are checking us out on periscope or hanging out with us we are definitely in a new type studio and again we kind of teased it before i'm a little behind been working my butt off for like three days solid just trying to get this thing done so yeah, we we're can in get chris's in bomb shelter right yeah now. we're in the bomb shelter <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you just quick story is you know we're we're trying to do more here at the house and make it, things a little easier. So hopefully down the road we can maybe do more podcasts and do different things. I we'll, we're going to explain it here in the next couple podcasts and let you know what's going on. So I, I bought some equipment, and just so everybody knows, I bought some podcasting equipment, and just for you guys, I sold a bunch of airplanes at a swap meet that we talked about, so that we could have some podcasting stuff just for you guys. So. <laughs> That's nice. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the best situation, and my wife was like, 
and surprisingly, she's like, you know, we have this kind of spare room slash storage room slash bedroom slash junk room. And she's like, why don't we switch things around and I'll take your little man cave in there and you can have the room and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, instantly that light bulb goes off. My girl like, ding. And you're like, hey, she offered. I better jump on it now <laughs> yeah, before she changes her mind. You're time. like, let's just go. Let's do it. <laughs> You took off Friday. I never, never would have thought it would have taken like this much work. I'm thinking, yeah, we'll just pull everything out, throw a little paint on the wall, move everything in, hang up some airplanes. No, like solid. I'm talking daylight to way past dark. I was actually in here last night at 11 o'clock, which if anybody that knows me, I'm in bed by nine. I didn't even text you at 11 because I was like, I don't, I know he's got to be asleep by now. Uh, putting up LED lights, still hanging stuff on the wall, trying to get stuff to work. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm definitely a little discombobulated today. I'm in and out. If I seem weird or strange, now you know why. But here we are. We're in there and I think it's going to work out for a little while and be a better environment for everybody. Hopefully. What was that word? The, the, discombobulated? The, the, yeah. Uh, just, I don't know. Maybe it's an American word. It's just like I'm all dis, not disoriented, but I'm not. Focused. Uh, what do you want? Yeah, focused. He's or, beside himself. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I think that's What's the fo- first time I've ever heard you it. You never heard oh, discombobulated? <laughs> yeah. Bolt. Bolt. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, oh, we no, should there's... talk with Dave as much as possible because he said he's only going to be on for a short time. Possibly. Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'll tell you one thing we can talk about, though, because he might be interested in it. And everybody knows we've had the Optera for, oh, my gosh, Mike, what, since November? And we haven't oh, flown it, right? And we picked the best weather conditions of all time. So what weekend? Was it last it, weekend? Maiden it on was Sunday. Was it last? Yes. Okay, so Sunday, we were David, we were getting, like, way unusual temperatures. Uh, we were in close to 70 degrees, which, what is that what? in C? 50 C? I don't know. Somewhere around. No, or, no <laughs> it's like no, 35 35, yeah, I don't yeah. know. 30, 30C. I, I don't have my conversion Well, actually, chart 23 here. is 75 or, Se- or 73. It was warm. Okay, warm. <laughs> okay, warm. <laughs> I you think get the it was, idea. It was actually 23, roughly. So we went to the swap meet on Saturday, and it was super nice. A little windy, and they were calling for Sunday to be even warmer and less wind. And we're like, oh, we got to get out and fly. There's just you, you can't pass this up. So we gather everything up. We grab the Optera. We go to head out. And Mike's like, man, I'm well, first hungry. First of all, we were putting it together wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little while. <laughs> yeah, we, there's, like, there's like only four parts, and we yeah. managed to mess four, it up. Four parts and like we got the fins on three back. times, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get the stupid thing together, right? Can you explain what that airplane is for the people that It's like a six-and-a-half-foot-wide wingspan of uh, fly, FPV flying wing. Yes, it is a nice. ginormous wing like way bigger than i actually yeah, once, barely fit my vehicle yeah i have a seven passenger vehicle and it was jammed clear to the seat to the hatch so. <laughs> assembled though. assembled assembled yeah. yeah and it yeah. it does come apart relatively yes. easy well, once normal once, people. yeah once you figure out what yeah it, i'm surprised we don't put the wings on upside I down know. too you know I mean, <laughs> once you do it a couple of times, it should go together and come it apart. It truly is the easiest. No screws, no, no screws, anything like that. No yeah. nothing. It's got a couple Just panels, the, the winglets, and then the wing panels, they slide right onto the Actually, carbon the fiber. Actually, the flight test on their video, they did it in two and a half minutes. I know. They made I us think. look bad. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I think they practiced. They and had to. With, this was with Josh Scott. Of all oh, the great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. With that. Great. That really makes me feel bad. I mean, literally, we're in my garage in there. We we slide the wing together. We're like, it's not going together. What the heck? Is it, it's, <laughs> and we're looking at these fins. The <laughs> then I had the box there. We're like, we could break out the ah, screw the directions. <laughs> so we're, someone oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking at the pictures on the box. And we're like, yeah, I think that's it. We're trying. It won't go together. We couldn't get the. I'm like, what's going on? Mike's like, I think we got it backwards. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So once we figured that out. Really and honestly, yeah, it just it slides together, time. yeah, in a couple minutes, and it is nice to you know uh, take apart and take to the because it it together it is enormous. Like it takes up more space than like a regular radian, honestly. You know, an eighty. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's big. Now the crazy thing, David, you may already know this. But some people out there uh, may not, but it actually has the same wing area as a radian XL. And from what oh, I've nice. been hearing and told, that this thing too will actually thermal very well. So, really? yeah, interesting. And it's light. It, yeah, it's it light, is. and it's a yeah. good price. I think for what you're getting, that that size uh, aircraft. Uh, I yeah. How much is I, it? Two twenty. I think. Yeah, Something three hundred like Canadian. Yeah. I admit, after I saw the flight test video, I was like great hobbies <laughs> you know and i'm like no no, no 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 no, i don't need in another massive wing in this house well i do mm. but <laughs> i i guess it's it's good and it's bad like i i like the size of it but it's it's, it's just so big though but once you get out flight it's it's okay it's not bad right mike you flew it right what do you what do you think of it? Well, I hand I punched the wind fine. I was, we were really because I I okay I, yeah we got to back I have, up. I have no confidence at all. So I, at first I'm telling Chris I'm hyping up like oh we're fine we're good pilots we can do this. Right. There's a main heck with it. Yeah, let's back up it's, for a minute. So <laughs> we take off and Mike's like man I I got to get some food. So we stop we're, we're eating some uh, Mexican there and we look outside and it literally like the flags were just standing <laughs> <Eggs>. straight out. <laughs> trees whipping you know it is warm but we're and i was like man mike i don't know so i pull up the wind and it was gusting to like 21 or 22 miles an hour it would i felt worse than that even and I it, yeah it Honestly, when you stood out there you, it it was bad and i was like man i mike if it was any other day if it wasn't a maiden you know where the ailerons are probably reversed and it's things going to go into the ground like if i already flew it i would have said no problem i don't care but this is a maiden but this is a maiden and i how many times did we go back and forth? We were on the fence. Uh, I had you talked out of it, then talked back into it, then talked out of it. It was so, so funny. We get ready to leave. I'm like, oh, that's it. We, we ain't going. We're not doing it. And you're like, well, let's just go over there and <laughs> we'll see. The okay. So then we get over to the field and we're like, we have the hatch up. We're yeah. getting committed. And another kid showed up while you had it out on the path. He's flying a Mavic, I yeah. remember, which yep. was kind of cool. But uh, we pulled it out and then we're like, right. nah, because I. David, I literally, when I we picked it up, I couldn't even hang on to it. it. I thought it was just going to snap in half. I was trying to hold this thing up. And I was and like, no, nah, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. And then Mike's, oh, man, come on. I, don't, I think it'll be okay. It's just a glitch. Let's just do it. And, and I like, never launched. I didn't even know how to launch this thing. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, I want to chop my fingers off. I can tell already. You know, this, The fingerlets are right behind, in front right. of the prop. I'm yeah. like, oh, boy, I'm sweating bullets because I don't know how the wind's going to act when this leaves my We hands. didn't know if it, we were going to launch it. The thing was just going to flip over and chop Mike's fingers off. I mean, it was just bad all the way around. It ended up performing 
perfectly. I mean, it, it worked, and then I didn't even know I had that auto, like yeah, which you didn't use on the mate the very first time. I, I don't think did or, use it. Oh, you yeah. did. I didn't so know that. what it has, David, it, it kind of has the safe select on it, and uh, we have it on two position switch. So really, if you're by yourself, if you flip that switch. And you just hit the throttle and throw it. It automatically goes in a nice climb out, uh, keeps the wings oh, level. It won't bank out or I do tried anything. That. It great. I was able oh to launch gosh, it myself awesome. with the transmitter, which I didn't think I'd be able to do because it's such a large frame. It is trying yeah. to handle that. You really don't want to be fighting the sticks no. or anything. And and honestly, it worked so good that day because it was so windy, and you when you were trying to like physically hold that huge wing in your hand it was so hard and i told my just forget it i said just chuck it we'll see what happens and he just literally threw it and with the uh the safe select it just climbed out beautiful i mean the wings weren't even rocking we just climbed up about you know 75 feet put it back in the the standard mode where you have you know full function of everything and I was blown away in that kind of wind how that thing was just rock solid it was so steady I mean, you didn't even know, literally, that we had 20-some mile an hour gusts. It was unbelievable. Oh, nice. I was, and then, I, well, I ended up chasing with the mini tricopter, mm-hmm. which was a blast. Mm-hmm. I was, I, it was amazing when you'd go downwind, man, I had to punch it. Like, the, keep up, like, the thing was screaming <laughs> yeah. back downwind. <laughs> and it, it really is just a big, lazy, easy-flying wing. I mean, yeah, I don't it's know. Not, you're not going to roll or... or uh, yeah, you're not you're going to do, do anything. Loops, it was fine, but yeah. rolls, I struggled. It was pretty And it could have been because of the wind, but it's right. such a large wing, yeah. too. It's made for level. Yeah, just cruise around. Yeah. And I do have it set up for FPV, so we had the camera and everything in it. And we flew, you know, brought the goggles out and flew it around FPV for quite a while. There was something. Did you have transmission problems at points, I think? We do. With the video. Yeah, a little bit around that school uh, we have a little bit. But still, you know, no problem. I was looking at my mini try, and you know how I would drop every time you got to Mm -hmm. that one point? Mm -hmm. It sounded like my motor was actually cutting out. Like I was was losing signal somehow because – because I was watching the footage on my Mobius. I'm right. like, okay, this wasn't the wind. This motor actually stopped. I can really? sit here because the well, Mobius has sound. You, know? you don't think that, that that gust right there on that end of that field when you were trying to turn around. It wasn't it was, wind. Really? It was actually uh, electrical. Some, something with motors were actually stopping. And then, you could hear them stop. Yeah, fail safe. And, and uh, that was the same And it was point. always in the same yes. spot, very was, same spot. Because yes. I could do those same maneuvers and turns anywhere else. I thought, well, is it the angle I'm turning mm-hmm. that's cutting something out? It had to be a, a, a transmission interference. Or something. Yeah, interfering. Yeah, and that was the same spot that the FPV kept cutting out. Was over there at that. I thought one it was end. on the other side. Mm-hmm. It was at that end, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a different location. Mm-hmm. It was right around there. So maybe Big there was something going on. Mm-hmm. It was very odd. Yeah. I know it scared the crap out of me every time you'd go. There, <laughs> like, oh gosh! Oh gosh! I'm going to lose it. Yeah. And every time I lost <laughs> it right there. It, it kind of reminded me, David, back in the day when you you guys had the the Swift XLs. Oh, okay. And, oh yeah! Oh, and, that was so cool. Yeah, set it up FPV, and you just got up there, you know, four four hundred and five hundred feet or whatever, and just cruised around. Now, it, it did surprisingly. We got it up pretty high and shut the motor off, and of course, it's got the folding prop on the back, so it's very aerodynamic. And that thing did cruise around for quite a while with no motor. Yes. I was yeah. actually yeah. surprised. Even when we'd come in landing, you're like, "You better come down now because you're going to glide forever." With yeah, it. and I did. So, hmm. well, so, it's got yeah, the vortex so like, generators on the wing, right? I don't remember seeing this. I don't. I don't remember, Andre. I honestly don't either. I can't remember, but it does have big, pretty good size winglets on the end, and it just, you know, it's rock solid. 
Um, okay, aerodynamics. Why why would you want the curled tip or a vortex generator at the end of the wing? Uh, keeps the um, the wing uh, stable on its axis, so you don't have it doesn't rock around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's so yaw stability. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, the vortex, if I'm correct, the vortex generator just help distribute the air over top of the control surfaces. Over the top of the wing, correct. It doesn't. Yeah. So it keeps the the vortex, uh, which is like a, a rotation of the air going over the wing. It keeps that from um, uh, spinning around. It keeps the airflow more um, even over the top of the wing and under. The, yeah, over the top of the wing for your. It basically works better for slow flight. It keeps that mm. air moving over for, so you have uh, control surfaces. So they continue to work better at slow flight. Yeah, because what happens when you fly slow, you have a linear um, airflow over the wing that makes a – it separates from the surface and creates a bubble, a separation bubble. Mm-hmm. That increases drag like crazy, but it also stagnates the air at that point where – the control surfaces more or less stop working. And it's terrible, absolutely terrible. So draw on. <laughs> it's no. not fun at all. Yeah, it's, uh, it's no fun. Do you remember the begin when you high alpha that like crazy? Mm-hmm. Like you can't get out of it because the control surfaces don't do anything anymore. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's just not and also the, over. Uh, the curled wingtips, mm-hmm. um, the winglets, yep. they help with the because uh, you get a tip vortex otherwise yes. and it spills over around the wing and it actually robs you of lift that's as true. well yep so it's like flying an even a larger wingspan plane which is fantastic so hope someone learned something yeah there you go right from the swede himself uh, <laughs> our mad scientist no yeah. it's yeah you know, it's it's uh yeah, and that's why they. Uh, you're seeing more, and it's interesting. We're starting to see a lot more planes produced, uh, RC planes produced with vortex generators too. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I, and, and and it does it does have vortex generators on the okay. on the wings, Chris. Right. Um, and uh, I, I admit I'm looking at the Canadian distributors' websites, and yeah, I don't think I need another wing, but. Um, it's funny, David, because Flight Test put out the video where they flew, and uh, it was neat to see the two of them flying. They they, they actually, uh, between TJ, Josh, and Alex, they managed to collide two wings and a, and a, uh, and a quad. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I said, it was fun flying, but you know what video got me into really liking wings? Is when you guys went out with the blunt nose Versas, and you were chasing them with your tricopter, and they had three wings up and everything. For me, that 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 really jump-started my desire to go flying. And the sad part was I'm sitting here going, I can't wait for me because this is when I get to go flying in formation with the guys, right? And it's like, yeah. oh, you know. So good. It's yeah. fantastic. It's the best thing you can do. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, I just I, – that's it. I've got to – I've got my, my – um, uh, my sweet wings, and the reason I'm 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 not jumping to buy another wing is I have my sweet wing juggernaut, which is a 48 inch wing. It's got the vector system in it, and it's got some a big beefy motor ESC package, and this thing should stay up in the air just as capable and just as functional as um, the uh, as the Optera. So I mean, it it might be a little smaller wingspan wise, but I should still be able to stay on station just as long. So, how long did it fly for, Chris? I like- 
Yeah. Well, we were flying it on a three-cell 3300, I think. And I don't know, Mike. We I think I got the timer set for eight minutes, and we were way, way past that. No yeah. problem. So, you know, if you got out, got it up high, and even had some thermals around, I bet I bet you'd have no problem Long keeping that thing times. up for like a half hour, I'm guessing. But, again, it was so windy and nasty. Yeah, we didn't put it. Yeah, it, it was really, just yeah. kind of an initial flight and a test and maiden. And so we were on yeah. throttle quite a bit because of the winds and right. stuff. Too. And really, we just wanted to get it out because I've been talking about it for so long. And, two, I, I had it to fan warm out. Too. I had to fan them and everything. And we were going to go up and get shots of it. But I was like, there's just no way. You it's too. Yeah, that, that thing would have. I would have chased it, you know, on the downwind and flipped around and thing would have just disappeared. Now, I did have good mini tricopter footage. Yeah. But then my battery died on my Mobius. Because I, I, I even had a landing and everything. I'm like, dang it. I right. know it would have oh, come no. out good. So and, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to look into replacing the battery in my Mobius. It's just not holding charge like it yeah. used to. I'm going to have to look into that and see how that's done. You can cut, uh, plug it into yeah. the uh, back. The back. Yeah. Yep. So you get every time you power on the copter, you're charging the i did that with uh, my h quad that's how i do my h quad i know i don't have it set up for the mini try that way though but you so can what, be, i can be doing it with that as well i should look into that hey david here's something rather interesting that i didn't know because my fan my phantom does not do this uh we, we had uh justin come out which is a buddy of ours that uh, he has the map he's got the Ma- Mavic he's got Pro. a couple phantoms yeah. and different things so you texted him like, hey, we're out flying. He goes, oh, man, I'll pop over real quick and brought the Mavic out. And we decided not to fly the Phantom because we've tried it before in that wind. It's just no fun trying to follow an airplane around Especially like me. that. <laughs> you know, because the wind does kind of push it around a little bit. And you're just chasing it all over the place since, the, you know, the Phantom's just locked on course. And it's up and the plane's up and down, left and right. Yeah. So anyway, we're like, it's forget it. I mean, it's not a bit. We'll wait till it calms down. He goes, well, you know what? Screw it. I'll put the Mavic up. I'll, I'll chase you around a little bit. So he put it up in the air, and I'm telling you, that little thing was fighting tooth and nail. <laughs> I mean, it just literally could not barely even fly. And I'm trying to remember what it said. At one point, it came up on the screen and said something like, severe turbulence landing. <laughs> remember that? I didn't know. Well, I wasn't maybe, with you oh, guys. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Mike was Mike was chasing around uh, with the mini try which it had I no love, problem oh, that, that i love that thing <laughs> I absolutely love that. and um justin was going to try to chase me around with the mavic and it literally wouldn't do it J- david it just <laughs> i wouldn't do it it just said forget it i'm landing i didn't realize oh, that i mean that's pretty that's pretty good for normal consumers though I guess, but I, I was actually shocked that it, you know. It, I didn't realize Oh, that. you should have heard that thing in the wind. It was just, <laughs> it was just fighting it. And he was trying to, you know, get a few shots here and there, and it just. Other than my communications with the mini try, that thing was phenomenal. Oh, I would have honestly had good footage. There's no doubt. I, even what I had was pretty up close to it yeah, and stuff, which is nice. I have nice. got to get that tricopter going again. I It's hanging up here, I know. you got to figure out what parts it needs. Oh. I don't even remember now. That that tricopter, you that thing flew so good. I was you just beat the snot out of it. Well, though. mine I did, but yours was flying so good. I was oh. just sitting there drooling, watching you like for those winds around. and stuff. Oh. They, they they just don't care. You know? I couldn't believe how well it went in the wind. It was unreal. I brought all the parts to flight fest. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Forgot him in the bag. And I just completely. It's probably because I was distracting you and annoying you the whole time. And here, <laughs> I got a Pelican case for it, so I'm good. 
the, in the bad thing. Oh, I did get you a Pelican case. Yeah, too. you did. Yeah, oh, I love that's it. Finally, I got I my, my buddy Chris one. <laughs> and the crazy thing was, is I had the tricopter with me, all intent and purpose to fix it and get it going and get all the new software and everything in it. And I complete just completely forgot about it at Flight Fest until I got home and I was unloading the car and it was buried in the back under a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh no! And then you forgot about it too. Uh, yeah. Uh, if we ever make an order, I, we gotta we gotta get all I the know. parts you need at least listed. I know. We'll have to. I'll so have to make a get list. Get, get a little care going. package going. Yeah, we'll fix it. Oh um, man. The uh, Optigra, the <coughs> AS3X, is that built into the receiver? Yes, it is. Oh, that and, sucks. But they sell a plug and fly, a plug in a PNP version P&P. as well. But for it's like fifty dollars cheaper. Yep. Yeah, but then you don't get the stability, right? So you have to decide: yeah. do you want to put in some kind of flight controller into it? So yeah, that that's where if I, you know, the difference it's it's three hundred dollars for the plug and fly after taxes Canadian versus three fifty for the bind and fly, and you're like ah, so yeah. David, why do you say that stinks? You don't like the AS three X? No, I love the AS three X. Oh, I but hate he that. Yeah, I yeah. want to fly on anything else than Spectrum. Oh, yeah. I see. I got you. You know, I, when we were at the swap meet, that was a huge problem for me. I had a bunch of Horizon planes there, you know, that I was selling, obviously. And so many people came by. And some of the stuff, I just kept the receivers in them because, you know, whatever. I didn't want them. Or if they had the AS3X receiver in it, I just kept it in there and let them, you know, have it. And they were like, well, I don't really want it because I don't fly Spectrum. And that happened with Scott's plane too. He almost had yeah. a sale, but they're like, well, we yeah, especially that. you know, and that's the bad thing with kind of the bad thing with their ultra micros. I mean, they look so good, they fly so well now, which we'll talk about the the Wildcat here in a little bit. But anyway, it, with the built-in receivers, like you got to have a module or some something that works with Spectrum, and a lot uh, same thing. A lot of the people are like, I don't fly Spectrum, you know. I don't yeah, know. I uh, wouldn't fly that. Uh, FPV up Tierra with that. Spectrum. Otherwise, just yeah. Normally, I fly. I mean, Spectrum is fine for the ultra micros and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I wouldn't fly it on a Radian or a like an FPV ship. I just don't trust it. Really? Yeah. Even the DSMX, you don't trust it, huh? No, we had uh, Tommy <laughs> was flying that while we was we were in the Ukraine and also at Flight Fest. Mm-hmm. He had he his system cut out. 15 times easy really that was yeah it was the latest dx9 yeah with the best receivers he could get and like they mounted the antennas as far away from everything as possible Mm -hmm. and like steel had his antennas touching the video (sighs) transmitter and i mean he never had a problem so i'm just like yeah and yeah I never had any good experience with it, unfortunately. Hmm. Interesting. And we're committed to it. Oh, yeah. I'm full <laughs> in. And, but but personally, and I, I've talked to a lot of people that have had problems with Spectrum. Some people hate it. They don't want anything to do with it. They're like, it's junk, blah, blah, blah. As you can see, hanging on the wall here, that's all I have. That's all I've, you know. Is a better one Futaba? I know that's another well-known. No, they're Futaba good, too. Is, they're the best RF link. Yeah. Oh, they're just RF link or the RF link is fantastic, hmm. but they're lacking a lot of features. Right, like telemetry and that. Yeah. 
Hmm, that's interesting. And I've never had a problem. What's the other best competitor in your mind then, Dave? What do you fly? I don't remember. Probably Tyrannus. Huh? Is that Tyrannus? FR Sky? Yeah, FR Sky. Yeah, yeah, FR Sky is FR fantastic. Sky. And also the Aurora. But I think yeah. the radios are junk. Sorry, Andre, no offense. <laughs> He yeah, he had, if I remember correctly, he had to do radio repairs. Oh, that's right. The radio <laughs> quit. Uh, it was a button issue. Now, speaking of which, he had a problem. He had a problem at Flight Fest and when he was down at, at yeah. visiting us. We yeah. won't say No, that, we won't get yeah. into that. That's all right. Good product. Um, <laughs> Good product. But speaking of which, I've actually ordered from a Loft Hobbies out in California, um, I've actually ordered the replacement module for the down Tyrannus because I sat there and went, okay, I can go and buy that new QX7, but you know, people are like, oh, you don't have you don't have the expansion on it. You don't have a – you're missing a couple three-button sw- switches. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I've got this radio that was good except for the CPU died and I can't handle the fact that it's sitting there just waiting. So I spent the money and bought uh, a replacement card for it. So the whole main board, sorry, which is, includes the LCD and everything. So that radio will be back up and running and then I'm going to – I've uh, I've gifted my uh, old uh, Turnigy 9X radios to someone else. Oh. Yeah, there but it was, it was expensive, but it was still cheaper than buying a whole. No- and it's funny because it's like, well, if if the radio ever goes down, I can buy another one, and, and you still have to go through the whole rebinding process, right? But it's like at least yeah. I have this radio up and and available to me. And I did get an Orange RX uh, one for James, so he can get in there and bind with the uh, the Nano. So at least he'll have that one up and flying. And so I'm just, you know, I'm, 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 and I still have a couple orange RX receivers. And, and like you, David, they go into things like all my scratch build planes. Anything I'm not flying FPV with, they're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a yeah. C antenna and everything, and they'll do the job. Um, but any of my FPV ships, it's you know FR Sky with the uh, twin antennas and everything. Just and I've never ever ever had an issue, even with the Radiant, you know, and it's. Uh, it's uh, it's just that peace of mind, and it works. It's and yeah, Chris, I know it's 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 for GM. You know, it's like look, it's a control system. I trust it. I enjoy it. It and it, you know, I love OpenTX because it's just for me. It's like I can do the same thing fifty different ways, and that's just cool. <laughs> the the best thing is since it's so well integrated with all the flight controllers with the telemetry yeah. and that. Yeah, I uh, I own. I just throw my. F3FC and the uh, PDB in yeah. there, and I get current sensor and voltage feedback and everything. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, and those new, the what are the 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 well the naked what are all oh, the RSX or something like I don't remember yes. the name of them. Those the, are the sweet. baby, baby, yes. you know, like one wire. Big, hello, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's nice. It's really it is, nice. It's pretty cool tech, you know. And it's everything is slowly coming down. And and I and I seriously, actually, I talked to TJ and I said, hey man, you're the only person I know who's had hands on with it. And he's and he talked me through the radio. He says he says the only problem he ever has with the uh, with the Tyrannus model is he doesn't like the gimbals. But I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm not that precision pilot. For me, it's like, yeah, I'm banging the sticks. Yeah, great. It's going where I'm telling it to go. I don't have the the thumb resolution, you know, to say, yeah, this is a better. You know, I, for me, it works. Really? I fly. I I don't know, man. I've never. I've well, never here's, have you ever tried? I was I was going to say here. Here's yeah. the thing. But, if you kind of started on those type of radios, so you're used to it now. Like if yes. you're me or David, and you started on like on my DX9, or David has the uh, what the what is it? Uh, oh, the Aurora. Aurora. Yeah, the Aurora. Aurora. Yeah. When you fly with that, 
and you when I picked up a Tyrannus, that's I mean, first thing right away, that's exactly what I know. I was like, holy cow, this is ooh, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I put uh, I've got the tension springs on my other radio, so when I got my brand new plus, I noticed that right away. But I, I it's I've got the springs, I just haven't opened the radio to replace them yet. And it's like, eh, you know, I just it's just stuff I just yeah, I guess so. If I don't feel enough, I don't notice the difference. So is that the difference between driving a sports car and driving a hyper car, your sports car? You know, like if I don't know, I don't. Yeah, I, I yeah. Don't the best. About it. So. The best way I can put it is when. Uh, when you buy a phone, you get a pair of headphones. Yeah. You're like, oh, this this is good. Mm-hmm. And then you try a pair of really good headphones and you can't yeah. go back. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you so go. don't let me try. No. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ignorance is bliss. I got the new FR Sky um, Hal Sensor gimbals Ooh. just in. And they're really, really nice. For the price, they're amazing. Can yeah. recommend that. Hmm. Nice. Well, you know, one day. You never know. Before we leave on the Optera, too, I wanted to mention we never really committed to FPV, unfortunately, because you had a... Oh, you didn't? Well, we we did and we We, did. We we gave rides, but we never controlled with it, Uh, I don't think. I don't think we did. No, no. What what we did was I'd fly around and put Mike under the goggles just to make sure, you know, I wasn't going to just throw the goggles on and go crank around and then lose video and go crash. So we didn't truly test it in that aspect as well. But from, you know... You still have that concept, though. Even though, like I was, you were flying, oh, yeah, and I was, we got, we we, I could rise, see, yeah, yeah what, what it was doing stuff, yeah. and how you know what it looked like, and nothing blocking the view. And right, stuff right, like right, that. right. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be a really good FPV. I just wanted ship. to throw that out yeah, there before we completely left it. Yeah. And once no. we get that thing out there and get some more flights on it, and get we'll some, have more to say. Yeah, we can talk about more. I was going to say, this is how bad I am, David. Is I have. I've had my DX9 for I don't know since it came out a couple couple years now. I yeah. still have planes on my DX8 because I don't want to switch them. I'm just almost too lazy <laughs> to switch yeah, them over to the DX9 and redo everything. And somebody even sent me a program now that I guess you can um, convert put, stuff. Yeah, convert it over where you don't have. And I haven't even done that yet. That's how bad it is. Uh, Isn't that sad? My Aurora Nine. I it I filled it up with stuff like it was during my time of flight uh, flight oh, test. Yeah, I had and I had so many models that I had to go in and delete one. I didn't know you could fill it up. I didn't know how many slots it had, but it has a lot. <laughs> but I was just lazy. It didn't delete. All how, the many, how many models would you guess you had in there roughly? Just out of curiosity. I think it topped out at eighty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> so you just bought another radio, right? Yeah, that's that's how it works now. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was the other crazy thing you guys made me think of when I was cleaning things out and moving stuff out of my little man cave down there. I found things that like have been missing for two years. Like, oh my gosh, I was looking for that two years ago and thought it was gone or disappeared, and I found hilarious. it. And here's a perfect example, Mike. If you look up on the shelf somewhere, you'll see a P-51 box, right? Andre, I found one of the original Ultra Micro P-51s in the box, still had the batteries in it, the controller (laughs) in it, sitting in the box. Yeah, it says ready to fly. Ready to Why I have a ready to fly, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting in the box, and I open it up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, where did this come from? 
How long has this thing been? Yeah. What remote? Just a cheap little whatever that little ready to fly remote was that came oh, with it. You should pull it. Back. Nice. I should pull it. Because you left too many warbirds in the same room and they multiplied. They multiplied. <laughs> they yeah. had a mini. It was. It was. Had a little micro. Taken that to the swap meet. I would have if I known it was there. I didn't <laughs> I know, even know it was there. Perfect. So if they were Someone looking for you. Someone on Periscope just offered you fifty bucks. <laughs> no, sold, sold. Fifty bucks. It's yours. Give it. Send me your address. I'll send it to you. Um, the other thing I found that uh, I don't know how long I had it. I found a um, oh, what's the name of it, David? You should know. It's made by Multiplex. They had a wing at one time. It kind of folded up. Yes, you remember um, seeing it? Casino. Yeah, the Xeno. I found one of those too. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? no, no. Mo There's no motor. It doesn't have. It's just the just the kit. Where though. did you buy that? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know wh when I got it, where it came from, why I never put it together. And I'm like, huh, look at that. I would have taken that to the swap meet too. <laughs> oh and my did god. Did you find your like? Did you find your third missing child in there or something? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> you know what? Nope. I'm gonna have to rummage around here. There's things I, I know I would want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make an offer. That little helicopter up there, I found that. I didn't know where the, oh, where that thing came from. It says on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was all kinds of things I found I do in have there. some copters similar to that that I got to get rid of. And the, the thing about the Xeno, man, how long has that thing been discontinued? I don't know. It's probably been years. But So I was yes. kind of online trying to find the motor uh, power setup for it because it, it, you had to buy like the power pod. Yeah, it uses yeah. an axle from the motor is mounted up front. Right. It uses like a carbon got, shaft. Yes. It's got a drive shaft? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And I can't. And it exploded. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It did. I th didn't they go, uh, the original was carbon fiber, didn't they upgrade it to metal, I think? I believe down yeah, the road. Did. Yeah. I, I can't even find the power setup for that anywhere and if, if oh, the couple that i did find they wanted like a bazillion dollars for it I'm you like, didn't come well, across a gyrocopter did you a gyrocopter <laughs> oh it's downstairs i do have that that goes on the wall of shame <laughs> no i gotta fix that we gotta get that thing back out i'm gonna i'm, I'm going gonna, after yeah, mike i'm gonna fix mike again right I'm yes a view from a little shelter of some sort <laughs> Yeah. I'll take my popcorn and have a plexi window and be ready to go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get it all fixed up. I'm not going to fly it again until Andre comes down here in May. And we're back out in the field. We'll you're, chase Mike. You're, you're, you're done, Mike. I will get you. Hey, I got some firecrackers. I'll be oh. throwing them back. <laughs> I'll be retaliating. Firecrackers? You call those firecrackers? That's dynamite, Mike. Yeah, those are not firecrackers. I'll be oh, retaliating. If that copter gets near me, you better, I'll chuck one your way. It would be like the blades of death coming off of there if you chuck one of those firecrackers at it. Oh, aim for the pilot. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They can't guide it towards me anymore. Okay. Well, I it's not some... like he's flying a thing. It's just going wherever it wants to go. <laughs> I do want to get that thing fixed I can't fixed believe up. that thing came right for me. I was sitting there enjoying the view. Oh, Pil it. You know, pilot air. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Sure. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah, I'll get now, that thing fixed up. That was You need that a was new great. blade, right? No. All I gotta do is put a prop on it and it should be good to go. Prop. Yeah, it does have a prop on the front. <laughs> oh that's right. <laughs> that's not a helicopter. <laughs> 
<laughs> the oh, blades dear. are fine. They're they're good. Wow. I gotta throw a prop. And yeah, I, they're awesome. Yeah, I've uh, never seen one successfully fly ever. No, that, that field's two for two for for taking down gyros. So uh, yeah, we'll get it back. It's out. so different because whenever you're close to stalling, you pull back. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. You did learn so, some things in disgust, and I remember that you you're more familiar with trying to fly. One thing I found too. out really quick, and what happened was I lost orientation. You get that thing a little ways away, I couldn't tell you if I was upside down. So we got to put FPV on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Make it real challenging. <laughs> I'm just going to hover here. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the sky she comes, yeah. Late stop. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put a little 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 dude on there with an ejection seat on there. <laughs> I, I have a great propulsion system. Oh, I think you do. I'll go sky high. <laughs> the ten dollar or the twenty dollar? I was thinking the five dollar. Okay, the five dollar. That'll get him airborne pretty good. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh we just got it. We just got to um, funnel the energy uh -huh. <laughs> under his. I wouldn't need the pre rotor his, for, that, for that thing. <laughs> just attach one to one of the rotors, then. Yeah. <laughs> On it goes. Oh man. Now speaking of cool things, I don't know if we covered this on the last podcast, but I successfully flew one of those three D printed planes. Nice. I, I, oh uh, yeah, we did. I did yeah, hear that one. I thought we did okay. talk about there it. There you yeah. go. All right. So I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm still in the middle of uh, – I goofed around with the printer, and I tried an auto-level system. Terrible. Just terrible results. Just couldn't get the consistency. Really? Yeah. It would um, – uh, part of uh, – it wouldn't go far enough over on the bed. Now, I'm dealing with some um, x-axis tension stuff. So I'm, 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 I went back to square basics, and I'm just going to retune it because I lost all my performance – from the printer, so I'm like, all right, and it could be the PLA I switched to as well. Just not getting that resolution that I got earlier on when I was printing parts mm -hmm. of the Stearman. So back to square one and just you know retuning it and just getting it back to working well, and then I'll revisit the auto level. Um, there could be a voltage thing to the sensor um, because I was throwing five volts and it might want six and a few what other little. What bed are you using? Is it a metal bed? Yes, uh, just okay. aluminum. So there could be some warpage going on, but it was just, you know, it was funny because it was in the center. It was perfect. But when if I would do a long print, it would start diving. So and I'm like, it should be calibrating for that. And it wasn't doing that. And I was playing with it. So I just let's go back to stock firmware and get it back to working because I want to get the Stearman printed up so I can have it ready for May. Mm, yeah, it takes time. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. So yeah, I, uh, I need to go. Oh, you got to go. Yes. All right. Um, hey, real quick. Can I ask one thing? Yeah. Before yeah. I go? Yeah. Uh, anyone, if they have a 550 helicopter that they want to get rid of, oh, keep, no. Um, I need one to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I can't wait not... to see this video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is it's crazy. Oh, my gosh. All right, yeah. David. Well, thanks yes, for joining thanks us. For we joining appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, David. We'll uh, yeah. get hearing from you. We'll get you back on here soon. Yep. Next time. All right. See ya. See ya. Take care, guys. Bye. All right. So, what kind of trouble are we going to get into now? Oh, um, you know, I wanted I wanted to tell David why we were uh, on. 
But uh, I guess I'll throw, throw it out there now. I had a little chat with Adam Drain this week. Yeah, and Adam's on the on Instagram right now, Instagram, Periscope, right now. Right now. Okay, Adam, Adam. So if I screw this up, you can fix uh, my mistakes. They got a new airplane, new B-17. So the oh. Liberty Foundation is rolling ah. this year. Uh, let's see. The new one it's going to be touring is the Madras Maiden. It's formerly known as Chucky. It's painted up in the markings of the 381st Bomb Group, built in 1944. It's never toured or been available to the public for flight experiences. And if you want to go to the libertyfoundation.org, they're starting to post their dates on there right now. And again, I've talked about this a million times, but if you're Aww. even thinking about it, go check these airplanes out. Go for a ride. It is unbelievable and will be one of your best experiences ever. I'm not kidding, ever. So they do have dates up right now. I think it looks like they're starting out in March uh, up in Oregon. Then they're going to do a little tour in California. And I know for sure, just because talking to Adam here later on, like uh, uh, May, June or so, that uh, they're coming around Ohio, like uh, uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Louisville. uh, Did I say Cincinnati? Columbus. So they're going to be out and about. So go check it out. I'm excited because this is a new, you know, a different different B-17. I want to go see it. So go check out libertyfoundation.org. They're back up and running. Got a new airplane. Cool. I'm so excited. Cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. One right. day, man, it is huge oh, on my list of things I, I want to do. I want to do that again so bad. It was just unbelievable. Mike, you were talking when you first come in the studio here a little bit that you ran into some quad flyers. Yeah, where was I, this I at? Briefly, uh, well, Kate, Kate was begging me to go to Price Park in North Canton. Price Park, okay. Supposedly, it's a like a, a Pokemon Go hotspot or something. Okay. So he wanted to do this. Well, yep. as he's as he's going around capturing things on the walking trail, all of a sudden I look over and I see quads zipping around the park. Now, mind you, it's like 32 degrees, so it's cold. I thought it was cold. I, w- I could not get warm yesterday. Well, as, as soon as I saw him, like, I'm going to go over there and at least say uh-huh. hi and tell him that I'm into it. And I think I caught him off guard because I'm like, oh, I see you're flying FPV. Just had, knowing some of the terminology and lingo, they're, they're like, okay, this guy, <laughs> he's not just wondering what we're doing. He pretty much knows. Um, and I got to talking with them. They were real nice, at, but being so cold made it pretty brief. And my son wanted to go look around, but I did get their names. I'll give them a shout out. Um, the one, the guy that was actually flying, he had two quad frames and they were like, they looked like race quads mm-hmm. to me. He said he was in one race once wrecked or something, but, uh, he was basically there with a friend trying to inspire him into the hobby. It looked like, or encourage him to get into the hobby. The guy that was actually flying was Robert Relier, R-E-L-E-Y-E-A. I had to write it down. I said, I'll bust it up. I'm sorry. But, and he was originally from Virginia. I think his family moved to Pennsylvania. And then he went to New York, and now, right now, the reason he's in this area, he was interning for Diebold. He's doing some uh, software writing, uh-huh. and he's interning for them, and he's going to be here for the summer. So we may see him at Flight Fest. I told him, definitely, you know, try to make your way. He's like, well, I'll still be in the area at that time frame. And then I noticed on the one quad, he had a little, I said, are you familiar with Rotor Riot? And he's like, oh, yeah, we, I know Rotor Riot. And then I saw the little logo on his FPV camera and the one setup. I'm like, well, he knows Rotor Riot. It's so. a... And his friend was a uh, Brandon Brandon Smith. That's the one he was trying to get involved with. It's just cool 
they'll just randomly I'm out there and I run into like some quad flyers and touch base with them. They were very friendly and and I tried to encourage him to watch Periscope and mm-hmm. I mentioned FT after hours and things like that. And it sounded like he was at the headquarters at one point, oh, the wow. flight test headquarters. So he might have met up with Josh and them. I didn't get all the details. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just wanted to share that. It was just neat to see him flying. And they're obviously committed to be out in that weather like because <laughs> I didn't even want to be out there. And they're out there ripping around. Wow. So he's like, where do you guys fly at? And I said, Jackson High School. He's like, well, where's that? Or how I should have gave him more details on mm-hmm. that to meet up with us sometime and maybe fly. Um, I didn't, but maybe through per- if they do see this periscope or something, I can touch base. I have their name now mm-hmm. and try to maybe hook up and fly with them a little bit. Yeah, it's absolutely. just cool. Just cool to see people in the hobby. I randomly see and and he was the one talking about. He had a Phantom Three standard. And he said that there was like the camera didn't work, certain wires wasn't working. I'm like, oh man, I know this guy, David Vindestel, who loves that. <laughs> love to have that for. <laughs> that wow. sounds like right up his. I guess it does fly, but they were using it for. He mentioned some type of screw development, like the screws they removed all the screws from it or something. I don't. I didn't understand huh. like what he was saying on that, but. But I just wanted to share that. So. <laughs> I got something for you, Mike. Actually, I wanted to talk about. I was a couple gonna say things. I can go to other things if you want. No, 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 no. Chats, um, too. I wanted to discuss some things. Oh there. yeah, we got write that. Write that down. Write that but, down. So flying it, Chad. Oh, I have it here. All right. Um, the only reason I wanted to mention this is one, uh, a ton of people sent this to me. Two, this is kind of in in your territory, Mike. But I'm sure a lot of people have seen about. It. I just wanted to talk about it real quick, and I don't know if you've seen it, Mike. Says power company sends fire spewing drone oh, to Aaron. burn trash off of high voltage. He asked me if he. I saw that, and I said, "Yeah, I saw that you on Mashable that? or whatever." I think it was Mashable. They were showing it. Uh, I, I got a ton of emails on it. I'm um, surprised it went viral like it did. I know. I think Mike Jackson. I guess fire. You know, just fire, fire. Yeah. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. We should have brought this up when Dave was on because he loves. I fire. know. Well, it's it's on my list. We just didn't quite get to yeah. it. But I was, I'll read through it a little bit. And, of course, I read through it did too, you? Yeah. this is not happening this is in, in the States. Yeah, yeah I think I saw. exactly. It says, what happens when your power lines get all kinds of trash hanging from them and it's not safe to send up a human? Well, in China, you send up the drones, specifically the drones that shoot fire. Just in case you were worried that the robot uprising was delayed, fear no more. It appears to be right on time as these fire-spewing drones are sent to burn off trash that gets stuck on high-voltage wires. The drones are being used by an electric power maintenance company in China to get rid of plastic bags and other debris that get caught in place that are hard to reach with a human in a cherry picker. Okay, now Mike, explain this to me a little bit. Like, I would think fire on electric lines would well, be bad. It was very what I was reading about their fire. It's very limited. It's hot. It's hot, but it's not going to damage the the cables that offer tra- you know the transmission. Uh-huh. It's very very limited. It's hits a heat where the it just melts off almost instantly. Oh, okay. The, the plastics and stuff yep. they're doing, so it's not damaging the lines at all when they do that. And it basically it's like a you know as far as actually zapping or anything it's like a you know a bird flying by it it's not going to do anything as far as damaging the drone or anything even if it were to touch it i wouldn't think so hmm. it'd be like a bird on a wire type of thing oh gotcha but as far as the flames what they exp- they explained that that they can well resist that kind of heat mm-hmm. enough the, the, the heat that it's applying to it, melt plastics and stuff do you get strings do you get 
a lot like that much debris. Well, that's just in the states. I, that's what we were talking about at work. We're like, we don't really have the issue that they're describing in China for whatever reason. At least I've never seen it. I've done line scans and stuff, and I don't typically see uh, objects up there. Every now and then, I'll see tennis shoes thrown up, like on telephone wires or something, where they're laced up, but nothing, nothing like they were showing in their pictures online. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just never been really exposed to seeing debris like that yeah. on the lines to that level where we we need to put flamethrowing drones up there. Yeah. So I mean, but there's there's no way I could see us ever doing that in the states. Could you imagine these people? We're already they're already freaked out about oh, drones anyway. And this drone this comes up. flying by over your head. Well, and like, <laughs> this I'll giant flame comes out I'll, I'll tell you something that brings to mind that i'm really surprised they do is those six blades of death off a real helicopter when oh I went yeah over, when i went over my dad when i went oh over yeah yeah the tree yeah. trimming yes stuff, that surprises me they don't get more uproar with that in yeah. all honesty a flamethrowing drone to me is nothing compared to, when that went over my dad's head in his tree stand he said he was nervous and my oh, dad yeah. never gets nervous i'm like well i can understand that you know yeah that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Not not that the blades are rotating at that point, but right. I don't think they were. Yeah, because I seen that not too long after you did. And it's I, everywhere. Oh, I see it everywhere. That is insane. Now, to me, that is more in my mind. It seems more dangerous than yeah. a drone. Uh, real quick, Adam Drain, the Mustang <coughs> and the Wildcat. I will never sell them. They will hang on this wall and I will fly them until they completely fall apart. I will never get rid of them. I and if I ever, if you did buy them, you would have to move here and live in the man cave because you'd probably end up getting divorced. So just don't even look at them, buddy. I, I didn't even them. know you had one of these. Yeah. How did, have we not flown these together? I forgot you had one, Mike. I could just completely until oh we were gosh. over at your house These and I go, formation. you got a, yeah. And Chad has one. We have got to do some formation yeah. flying or try it anyhow. I know. That it could end up catastrophic though with our my piloting abilities. I keep harping on, but man, I wish. And, and already has two. And you're just. That's right. He's got. What do you need a third one for? <laughs> what are you thinking? But well, it I would be like nice younger, to have. Guys. It'd be nice to have two because then I could abuse the one. <laughs> that and is true. Versteen. That is true. I would really. I would buy another one. There's no doubt. Yeah, Adam, you want to sell one of yours? <laughs> yeah. I'll buy one of yours. How much, buddy? Because I kept mine very pristine. It was one of my first planes I flew with Chad that he recommended. My it was my first Warbird, I believe. Well, mm -hmm. other than that Mustang that was, that I had no success with. Uh, a couple other things. I wanted. My first successful Warbird, I should say. Oh, I love that airplane. It just looks so good. I'll have to do a little Google search because I have a video here. But, Andre, did you see this company? I think they were might have been out of California. I'll have to look it up real quick. And I, I first seen the video, and I just kind of laughed about it a little bit. But there's a company out there that's starting to build cardboard drones. And basically, it's a cardboard yes. wing. Yes, we saw that, actually. Yeah. That's supposed to drop supplies and things for people out in the middle of nowhere. But when I watched the video and checked it out, it basically looks like they copied a type of flight test plane. It's just made yeah. out of cardboard. Yeah, and, and then they go on to say the design is biodegradable, and everybody's like, well, what, the electronics aren't? <laughs> right. Like the battery's not, and so on. I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and it was like, well, wouldn't it have been easier just to paradrop the package versus the aircraft, and, you know, went on. But I, I get the idea. It's a, I think it was a DARPA project, and mm -hmm. it, it is – 
you know, and, and they're saying, look, this is very preliminary. We, you know, we, we have to address the fact that, yeah, the electronics and everything cost a little bit of money and everything. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is it has a valid point. But, you know, this is it's basically a flying wing with a first aid kit in it. Great. But um, if I need to land this, I have to have an opening to get it to come down. If you're in like a forested or a heavy, a dense tree area, forget it. Your emergency kit is going to be 20 feet in the air, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but still, it's a neat idea. But until the electronics are like five bucks, you know, or or less, it's still probably a lot cheaper to find a way to safely drop a kit. I bet you could take the same cardboard and wrap the first aid kit and just drop the first aid kit and you know, poof, hit the ground kind of yeah. thing, even without a, even with a even with a cheap paratra, you know, some some way to slow it down. But same principle. But I guess the idea is that you know they fly along in their you know their Herc or C one thirty and they just check these things out. And I don't know if they were powered or not. I don't think they were. They might have just been like you know uh, flight controlled surfaces and that just basically let them come down to the ground. So at that point, I'm still thinking it's easier just to you know wrap a package mm. and toss it out the plane. Yeah, I agree. And the videos I seen, like you said, it didn't look powered and it, even the control, it looked like they were almost just kind of floating around out there doing their own thing till they hit the ground. I think, you, yeah. like you said, get a package, even put a little parachute or something on there, you yeah. know? I don't know. Um, you, you're right, though. I did pull it up. Uh, I want to read this real quick. It says, a venture builds on and incorporates an earlier DARPA program called Vanishing Program Resources, which basically a research effort to develop, and this is what they're working on now. They're looking to develop self-destructing electronics as a way of stopping military gear from falling into the wrong hands. It says, looking to find a home for this vanishing circuitry, the agency has now provided the San Francisco-based research team at Other Lab with funding to build what would surely be the most tech-savvy paper airplane to take the skies. So that's kind of what they're working on now. The aerial platform supports autonomous resupply action systems. <clears throat> if heavy-duty cardboard gliders that can be deployed from an aircraft like a C-17 cargo plane by the hundreds, Star Simpson, hardware developer on the project, tells us they can glide to 55 miles away from the drop point before circling in and making a precise landing in the cargo with the cargo in tow. Most drones we've tested with our aircraft from 1,000 feet have proved their ability to turn at waypoints and land within close range of a specific location. Once the goods have arrived, the drones biodegrade in a matter of days, and because it is a glider without motors and rotors, it means that all of the onboard electronics, courtesy of DARPA's VAPAR program, go with it. Other lab isn't disclosing the cost of each drone, only saying that they are designed to be both expendable and biodegrade. Yeah. Can you imagine what that thing probably they're charging? The, yeah. pay, the payloads include blood, vaccinations, medically sens- sensitive fluids, and the aircraft could be used in disaster zones as well as battlefield scenarios. The current models carry 2.2 pounds or 1 kilogram. We believe they could scale up to carrying 22 pounds without issue. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know what? The, the, on the bigger scale, maybe. But the... I can't see how the electronics would be biogradable unless they're all like, you know, 3D printed nylon servos and stuff like that. But would your possibility of error uh, and, uh, you know, control surface failure go way up? I'm Who knows? But still, 
you know, it, it, it's got merit. It's using the technology, which is pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think you could probably just still drop a payload with a parachute for less money. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, thinking of a disaster area, it, you know, you come in lower with a with an airplane that, you know, you don't have to be 3,000 feet. You come in lower and, and drop the package with a parachute, I would think it would be just as good than trying to, you know, you could, I think you could, you know, drop more stuff. Like they said, you could drop a bunch of these out of the back of the airplane. But what, what good's that going to do you? I don't know. I don't get it. It's still, <laughs> it's still. It, 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 hey, you know what? Everything starts. Um, everything starts somewhere. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It just, I, I think they've, they've labeled it wrong a little bit, but still. I mean, <laughs> maybe we should send flight tests out there to show them how to make. Uh, real uh, cardboard airplane. Well, actually, the video was. You know what? No, no, no. The video was really good it because good. they were using. You know, they were using a laser cutter. They were using cardboard instead of foam board, which mm-hmm. because they wanted the biodegradable factor. Right. Um, and then you know your basic. So you're looking at. You know, I guess you could power the whole system off a one S. You know, a larger size one S battery, but. Maybe what they need to do, instead of saying the electronics are biodegradable, the electronics can be turned around and used for something else, you know, a, mm-hmm. a beacon, an emergency beacon, a radio transmitter, something, you know, rather than saying, yeah, this stuff is going to biodegrade and everything. But, I mean, in the end, you look at what you're left over at one of these aircraft is like two servos, a flight controller, and a battery. You know, there's probably not even a receiver on board or nothing. They just let it go. Mm-hmm. So did, did you by any chance see on Facebook that and I, I didn't research it if it'd be awesome if it is true that they found mushrooms that uh, eat away plastic? I did see that. Yeah. Is, that would be phenomenal. I know. If it's true. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not. I watched the video. So did and stuff. I. It was, it was it pretty it, cool. Yeah, it had it just started developing uh-huh. right around and, d- and dissolved the plastics. Yeah. I did that is see awesome that. if that's true. All right. Just like everything on the internet, I you, know. Know? <laughs> you gotta, you always gotta have caution. You gotta take a little grain of salt. <laughs> exactly. It's like everybody says, everything on the internet's true. <laughs> you believe everything. <laughs> yeah, he's a French model. Yeah, right? Every now and commercial, he's got this big pot belly. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I wanted to touch on while we're kind of in the news a little bit, just because I think it's going to be a cool product and could really uh, help things down the road. Was DJI just announced the Matrix 200. Oh. I'm sure you've probably seen this. <laughs> and it's finally addressed their professional series, Multirotor's biggest issue. Now they can look up. Did you know that? They can now up instead of just down. What is this? Uh, it's the DJI Matrix 200. That's what it looks oh, like. Oh, okay. And you can put multiple cameras on it. Uh, let's see. The reason all the world's professional inspection companies until now used other aircraft. That's why I'm kind of talking about because, Mike, you kind of mentioned a little bit. Your company's looking in already to do drone inspections with uh, high power lines, right? Correct. I mean, we're not there yet. It's right. in our generation fleet right now, which yep. we're s- selling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. what's going to happen with that group necessarily. I really wanted them to move into the operations side yeah. of us. But, but this would be something that ideal. they would. Oh, yeah. Yeah definitely looking into uh it says it's a pretty handy little quad if i can afford one because i don't think i've seen a price on these things yet i'm sure they're going to be for line scan looking up as a that yeah is sweet yep uh, along with the ability to look up uh let me see I'm a little disorienting flying when you're doing that <laughs> you need two pilots yeah, because it even says in here the good news for those that inspect power lines and cell phone towers, because you can kind of get in underneath and look and up. That's straight up. Huge. That is, it really is. Yeah. Thinking about it, 
So DJI un unveiled the new Matrix 200 in a series at Barcelona and the Mobile World Congress. The M200 series new line of drones built for professional years to perform aerial inspections and collect data, making drone technology an affordable and easy tool for enterprises and recognize how aerial imaging can transform their operations with 20 internal sensors, including dual IMUs and dual redundant battery system that automatically heats batteries when flying in sub-zero temperatures, because that would be a problem, you know, like we've ran into in Canada. Phantom, or, or in Canada. Yeah, good point, Andre. In, in, in Canada. The, <laughs> the M200 series is built for any situation. New DJI AirSense technology directly integrated into the drone. The M200 series is the first commercially available drone with an AD. SB receiver. This module enhances airspace safety by automatically providing the operator with real-time information about nearby manned aircraft, enabling, wow. enabling operations oh. where teams rely on mixed aircraft. Additionally, the M200 series is built with the latest DJI Flight autonomy technology providing intelligent obstacle avoidance, precision hovering. Additionally, a forward-facing FPV camera offers improved controls for complicated piling situations, which I think that that's huge. huge. And I'll tell you one thing with infrared mm -hmm. or thermal imaging. Yep. Having that up angle, having a lot of different angles on a hot spot is critical because a lot of times if the sun's out or whatever, you could get reflection and it'll be a false heat signature. Oh. So you're, it's kind of when they were training me, you have to get try to get that hot spot from different angles to make sure it's a true verify a true yep. uh, a thermal hot spot, not a reflection or what have you. So it, you you do want multiple angles when you find something. So that's, that's very point. that's very cool. That yeah, you're doing that. Yep. And that is a really gorgeous piece of kit, to be honest. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure it's going to be expensive, though. Oh, of course, of course. But I mean, it's it's you know it's it's so like is this above the Inspire and all that. Oh, this is I'm like, sure. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks great. like you know what, it, like the the casing and everything. It looks like it's flying with a uh, with a Pelican case kind of look to it. You know, like the battery compartment is sealed off. It's got this dark matte black to it, but it's water. You know, it's water weather it is resistant. Weather resistant. Yes. This is the yeah. first time I've heard of technology recognizing manned aircraft too. That's that's well, huge. That's, Man. But that's that's pretty simple to do because you can you know it's just a little it's, antenna and it's it's picking up the transponders. Mm -hmm. It might be simple, but it's to my knowledge never been done. Yeah, yeah. So. and the, if it's coming, if it's feeding it back to the remote and everything, that's awesome. Yeah. And just and, a couple, couple other little things here: you can choose a, a larger battery for additional flight time. Pilots can fly up to thirty-five minutes with a mounted camera and thirty-eight minutes with no payload. More time mm -hmm. in the sky. The, the, the foldable design comes with a specially designed traveling case. To simplify your office to the field process, traveling cases built to grow with you as a rack of pilot experience with space for extra batteries and the ability to pack away your drone with mounting plates pre-installed. I mean, with that that one technology recognizing other aircraft, that could almost eliminate your 300-foot ceiling at points. I mean, it could. Yeah. I'm saying the technology is getting there where it might broaden our field or, or what we're able to do. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. You never know. And if, you, if you're flying something like this, you're probably applying for special permits and stuff. Uh, you're more – well, I mean it's a commercial – your enterprise, as they said. You know, this is not us going around shooting. I'm just saying shooting. the technology could open up the yeah. hobbyist possibly down the road. Oh, you never absolutely. know. You never know. And 
here's a here's another big thing I think with the be able to look up is um, you know I'm in the construction business and I talk to inspectors a lot and a lot of times what they do in the winter times or if nothing's going on those poor inspectors got to go climb around and do bridge inspections yeah and they're climbing all around it's winter time they're falling stuff happens they could pull this out of their truck you know, within a matter of minutes, that, that's get true. that thing that up, is huge. you know, under yeah, the bridge. The cracks and stuff yeah. under the frame. Under yeah, the and things. exactly. So something like that. Very good. And that's, oh, I would love to do that for a job, huh? Gonna fly around, spec bridge. I mean, not only bridges, but also they do like um, large uh, pipe. You know, a lot of times they got to check the uh, lar- large drainage pipe in the winter to see if they're not getting completely clogged with ice or <laughs> anything you, like you that. You know that huge project they're doing in Akron, upgrading the sewage system? Oh, yeah. They have this big tunnel. Oh, I know drill. all about it. Yep. It's 27 feet in diameter. My buddy at work has tunnel vision. We call it tunnel, tunnel vision. vision. He's watching it all live, but it's not going to go until July, I think we last saw yeah. it. That that we did look at the machinery and stuff. That is so awesome how it uses like concrete as it's mm-hmm. the forms and it pushes against that to keep driving it forward. Yep. I think he said it goes a hundred what was a hundred feet in a day or something. Which doesn't seem like much, but when you're drilling through twenty seven feet of diameter of rock and stuff, yeah. I mean that's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's probably big enough to put a train system through if you needed to, but they're using it for sewer. Right. They're upgrading the sewer under 59 or yep. the inner belt and stuff yep. things. But mm-hmm. pretty impressive engineering. For yeah, sure. we, we've actually, not that this is RC related, but yeah, since you talk about it. Just um, the engineering. Feet, yeah. It's um, pretty cool. We, for the past year, have been doing demolition on routes of where that tunnel actually has been going. We've been demoing buildings okay. and everything. So, yeah. All right. Oh, you're talking about high performance. Okay, Andre, pull up some specs. Talk us through it a little bit because we had Stuart on last Monday and we talked a little bit about this high performance wing that was coming yeah, out. Yeah, I knew nothing about I'm listening on the podcast uh-huh. myself. I'm like, ooh, because this is a thing I want to maybe dabble with, FPV racing. Yeah. And oh yeah. Well, hold on. I'm. Tr- let me try and find. No, it. no that's fine. That's why I'm, I'm mentioning oh, it now. Oh, while you're saying. Yes. Uh, okay. So we in. talked to Stuart a little bit. He gave us a sneak peek of a new high performance flying wing. So on their daily, they finally announced it. I can't remember the name. That's why I'm throwing on slingshot. Bus. Slingshot, and it's I a check this out. high performance Please. wing racer slash FPV. And it looks amazing. He was flying it on uh, four cell. I, I can hear twenty two hundred. I mean, that sounded awesome going by. Uh, the cool thing was that you know it didn't have uh, uh, winglets on it, which I thought was amazing that it was flying like that with no winglets. Oh, really? No. Does it have vortex generators? No, I don't think so. But it's strictly basically for performance. It's a you know I think it's forty eight. That's gotta look like what? a blade. How do you keep? I, it's strictly FPV. See then. if I can. Pull a <laughs> you wouldn't want to fly that line of sight. I wouldn't think. You'd lose orientation right now. Yeah, I don't even not even without sure having wing because I use those winglets. I, all I the think time I for, sent you some photos there, Chris, for uh, line Did of you? sight flying. Yeah, a couple days ago. Oh, you may have. Yes, um, I did. Okay. I did. I did. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You did. So yeah, basically, it's it's running. Uh, if I'm correct, it's running the same power system as the, the EFX. Uh, EFX, not the extra, the EFX racer. So, you know, so it's got the hotter motor because I think it only spins a five inch prop on 4S. Mm -hmm. Um, But it looked like a pretty sweet wing. It's 1100 millimeter wingspan, but it's a solid one piece wing. 
So, so the structural integrity is superb. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So basically, um, he said they're going to sell um, crash kits. So, you know, if you break up some of the plastic or stuff like that, you just stick a new winglet on, right? Because the foam is going to be able to take an immense beating because mm-hmm. they've done it. I didn't they've think they had in winglets. Uh, well, just, just whatever the little plastic parts. It's got some little pieces. Chris will show you photos eventually. Yeah, I have to check it out. Uh, um, but basically, you know, little the, the plastic bits, anything that breaks, you know, you'll be able to just replace it because the wings should be plenty strong, um, mm-hmm. you know, at 1,100 millimeters with all the spars. I think he said they had, what, three, four spars really? inside yeah. this thing? Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. How do you see it? Oh, my gosh. That's the tank. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and, uh it it should be an impressive piece of kit. Wow, um, three or four and, you know, spars in a wing. And unbelievable. What I really liked about that it. That doesn't flex at all, I guarantee that. After, no. No, after, no, no. <laughs> after watching their little uh daily video, um the cool, you know, like the cooling vents they incorporated in it for not only like the battery but for your FPV gear. You know, he's got yeah. these really cool plastic pieces with some serious vents to get the cooling because, you know, that's Gets a lot of problems, oh, yeah. you know, people. Failing. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was kind of funny but I can understand was is they have a little spot where your FPV antenna comes out on the one side, okay? Yeah. Well, on the other side, they put a dummy one because if you're going that fast. Balancing or something. If for balance and drag. Adverse yaw. Adverse yaw, Yeah. But it, it's removable. You can take it out if you don't want it in Yeah, there. and if you want to drop your antenna down lower. And that's what – that was Stuart. It was funny talking to him about it. He says, I he says I really don't like wings that do that waggle thing. It really bothers me. Yes. And, I, and it's funny because I fly my beat-up uh, arrow, and I just fly that thing so hard that it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going straight. I'm turning. <laughs> fantastic. It could be doing all the things in the world, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going for it. Oh, wait a minute. I'm two inches off the deck. What do I care? And just go. Yeah. And, uh, so it's going to be it's going to be really fascinating to see this wing uh, in person. Uh, I want to see it, and I want to know the price point and if it's ready to fly yeah. or if there what options. Well, this is it. It's like it should take seconds to set up. Literally it, drop in it, your. Is it a bind and fly type or I don't know? No, it's probably going to be a plug and play. So plug you're going to have to drop in your FPV that, that's kit fine. And receiver yep. of choice. You know, so. Um, you know, plug and plays what I'd be interested in. Spectrum guys, is you probably could get the same receiver that they fly in the Optera and put that in, and then you might have some of your, you know, stability, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, built into it. But uh, I just, yeah, I'm just, it looks really good. It does. (laughs) And then, of course, you know, there were a few other hints and and uh, and tips that he (laughs) that he sent along. Oh, by the way, Mike. Yes. Um, Adam said something about having a surplus of uh, Sukhoi 29s that he, you know, he wanted to know if you were interested in. <laughs> just, just, just to egg you on there. Adam said this? Yeah, and I think yes, he's got Adam the new must... ver- version too, right? He's got a bunch. And then he's got the green ones. And then he sent me a picture yesterday that he oh, just is went this and from bought... that big, that big yeah. stockpile yeah. stuff he bought? Yeah. The first Did he buy unbelievable a deal. He bought like a truckload of planes for that unbelievable yeah, deal. That, that, yes, yes, yes. The Warbirds were gorgeous and everything. But he, now he's like, Mike, I know you, I, I, I know you like the Super. Oh, Mike. my Mike, gosh. Super, Super I might have to touch base. That's enticing as heck. And then uh, he Two sent, version one Sukhois, yeah. Two ver- oh, there you go, Mike. There you go. And then yeah, he, the green sent, ones. he sent me a photo yesterday. He went I out and bought that. something else again. I've seen in the and back of his van. he has two van. version twos. Mike, uh, sorry, Adam, you're crazy, Adam. <laughs> He's got two Adam. version twos, too? Holy yes. moly. Yes. Two, two, two. Now we just got to get them to fly that stuff instead yeah. of being shelf queens. Ooh, he no, called you out, Adam. You got to encourage him to Chris sell me this stuff so I can fly them. 
four sequoias. <laughs> I wonder how how much those are. Can you give me a rough price point so I know what the run? By Look, the we're light. doing a deal live <laughs> on the air. It's the Price Is Right with FT After Hours. Name your price. Name your price. <laughs> I'll call them live. Set your Make price. Order. Whatever you one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. waiting for a response. He hasn't responded yet. No, it's fine. It's just, yeah. It's uh, This is going to be a very interesting year. I mean, even I've got my sweet wings to get all together. And like I said, I can't wait for May because that is like my favorite time of year to go flying with you guys. He's you got know? one new and, in the box, it says. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, uh, do you remember what I paid for mine, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of the high-performance wing, I was thinking the other day, you know, obviously I bought the Optair and I've done FPV and I've been flying around the race quads or the uh, the Mini Tri, but I was trying to think, I'm not sure that I have ever flown something super fast airplane-wise FPV. Kind of scares me a little bit because, you know, at least with the quads, you kind of get you into a little stop. trouble or you just stop. Yeah. You get an FPV wing and you're doing 80, 90 miles an hour and start to get, you're burning that baby in FPV. <laughs> I, I don't, well, this is, I haven't flown the, the, the EF Extra yet either, but that's just because I can't land it right now. Like we, um, if any watched the videos, we had all that lovely snow that I was flying in mm-hmm. and then it rained and now the fields are like concrete. So I, I'm not even going to fly that thing until the grass comes back. And even um, some of the guys I watch over in the UK, they've been flying theirs. And then, of course, they land. And it's just sucking up all the muck and everything in the intake. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to fly that. I If I had four S1300s, I would so be flying my little uh, mini arrow if I had the right gear to do that. Um, I'd be flying that one on 4S. Yeah, and that was a, the cool thing about the the new Hobby King wing was, again, I believe it's four-cell or three-cell. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. And it comes with two different props if you want to fly it on four-cell. or it, it, Ooh, for, it's, Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, for me, I'd probably end up putting the uh, three-cell in it for a while, get a little comfortable oh, yeah. FPV, and then throw the four-cell in there and go okay. to town. And you it, know? It's, got the, it's got the tail lights and everything. Mike, yeah. you might like this. It's got the – you can color. So it comes with like a bunch of color schemes, red, blue, green, yellow. And then you can mark your LEDs in the back to match those colors. Mm-hmm. So when you guys are flying around, as, you know, if you're doing a little team flying or whatever, you can say, oh, there's Chris, he's red, yeah. Mike's blue, there's Andre There's Mike, he's going down, baby. I'm <laughs> yeah. straight to the ground. Just, just, you know, you come up and nudge him from the back, you know? Yeah. Wing tap, you know? Wing tap. I guess, really, you know what all these wings are really missing? And I've contemplated it for my big juggernaut is a pan and tilt. Yes and no, I guess. But I know I landing you know something would happen and i would shear that off somehow but it would just be so awesome to be able to turn your head when you're flying and, and do it and that's what i mean even Stuart said that about the um the extra yeah just being able to put stuff up there so hmm. so there you have it mike i'll have to show you i um and i don't know maybe and here i thought i was maybe steering away from the hobby alone and all these enticing new things coming oh, like, this summer is going to be this summer is going to be bad oh it's my gosh like, do i do i not do uh, i do i not you know and, and i'm in the same boat as chris i mean there's the there's the bush mule coming out and the, yeah. you know any, any high and i'm like i, I can't have believe enough. you guys have fun with that that to me that just looks like no fun what the sky mule what? and stuff and he, sky loves mule? The, he loves the sky mule Oh, Why would you like the sky mule? I don't know. It just looks oh. like, Wait, I, I, think about this. Okay, it, it has versatility. I yeah. understand, but it's and like, look at the the new bush mule. You got 
It's I have a twin a, twin yeah. engine. You can have. Uh, I've uh, never flown twin engines really much. You can put um, or true twin with the opposite oh, rotating. Problem. I'm losing my mind. The uh, you flew the, the differential thrust. I guess yes, I got, differential I, thrust. Yeah, I guess I got to fly it to really Mike. judge it. It's got big barn door. It, it'd be like uh, almost like a Tundra on steroids, kind of. Mike. Yeah. Think about that. I don't know. Just cargo me, door. We can me, put stuff in it. We can put five dollar firecrackers <laughs> in there, Mike, and drop them drop out them. the back. A parachute. <laughs> yeah, we can put them on a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh god! Is it going to go before it hits the ground or not? That's the, that would be the gamble. That's when you get to the point where run. You better not mix that with candy. <laughs> you don't want the kiddies running out there. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man, what a cruel joke that would be! Huh? Candy for all. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Candy goes flying everywhere. We'd be able to disperse it a little better doing yeah. that. Maybe a one mile radius. <laughs> candy, candy over there for those kitties. <laughs> mile away. I think you would love something like that. I don't know. Uh, I, guess I guess it's just not visually of, uh, visually enticing. Flying it be different. Midair, yeah. That's 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 Adam's comment. Yeah, midair, and we can then we'll set up a little, like, you know, uh, you know, little ground station attack you know fire back um i've got some tundra extra tundra wheels that i'm like ooh, i wonder if i could fit the sky mule and upgrade the tires just a tiny bit to give her a little bit but because this is this is the thing about a lot of these airplanes and and you know the non-belly landers if they can't take off in the grass field i almost don't enjoy flying them as much because i want to be able to land in all kinds of weird spots that's where i love the tundra and even the pawnee uh putting putting the bigger landing gear and then i've got that uh corsair with the with the big you know the rough field gear so i can basically touch down in 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 the other field and not have to run off the track and everything because you know doing a you know control you know doing coordinated approaches with everybody else is kind of boring <laughs> i want to be able to you know do a neat little approach off another angle and stuff so i do enjoy some of the fun uh, the bigger wheel stuff so the new tundra mm. sorry not the new tundra the, the bush meal has got these giant tires to the point they almost look awkward but i can appreciate being able to land anywhere but i don't know twins are awesome I agree. I, I guess I gotta fly them to really judge them. I just visually they don't do much for me. Well, well we kind of thought that about the uh, the the timber too. Yeah. You know, once we got the timber and seen yeah. it and flew it, it completely changed our mind. So I'm kind of yeah. I shouldn't judge it so harshly. Yeah. I just think the features that this the bush mule has is they're yeah. awesome. I'm more that extra PV stuff. wing enticed at the moment. Well, that's fine too. <laughs> It's just another. This is it. This is, this is the fun part about like this summer. Oh, we're, we're we're sitting there and we're looking, going, "Hey, we got all the high wings. There's a potential of you know some fun other airplanes. Plus, whatever else is going to be thrown at us in the next little while." Because we we saw um, we saw Horizon tease something you know yeah. big is back. You know, so oh, what's on the radar now, right? So we have our we have our you know our ideas of what's going on. But it's just it's going to be. It's going to be interesting, and like we had with the the interview with Stuart, he says a lot of the companies are going back to their basics and stuff that worked, and just you know mm-hmm. teasing us to death with the FPV wings and stuff. They're so easy to fit in your car. I mean, you just yeah. they're convenient. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. so convenient. There's not yeah. they're yeah. not big bulky and, big wheels and all that stuff. Right, it, you it can you like, can. It's like a blade. You just slide yeah. it in a little groove in your car somewhere, man, and, yeah. and you're ready to go. That is, you're right about that. I can't argue and, that point. <laughs> We'll have to make sure we have a good number of wings with us for 
for May and we'll yep. have to try this whole thing. Because, I mean, really, we've never, I mean, we've flown our, our quads and everything. Mm-hmm. We were at Wayne's and everything. And we've done a little bit of, um, you know, we flew pretty good. But I don't think we've all done it where we've all been up FPV and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, follow the leader. Yeah. You know, we've never done that. So that should be a really exciting experience. That's probably because I'm always so slow to get everything ready. Everybody's ready to go. Has everything, like even Chad's waiting on it. How do you guys get you're, you're like, bam, ready to go, and it takes me another five minutes to get bound, bound to the trailer. Mind you, running around the track at Chad's place, we're going to get vertigo again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> you weren't on board with it as much. You well, we flew the, like, I can't do this. That's <laughs> <It was> funny. <laughs> After, you know, your 10th lap, I'm like, okay, I had enough of this. You know, you're just wide open to 100 miles an hour going around That must this be the track. NASCAR in me because I'm like, zoom, yeah, zoom, no. Zoom. <laughs> No, I like to turn left and right. Yeah. In no, fact, when we were going around Chad's kitchen area, out. I said, let's go right now just to change it <laughs> up a little. Switch it up. Make it we'll difficult. Get the wings out and everything. Oh. And I will have to build up a uh, – I do have that little net, microcod. I do have the tricopter, but I will have to rebuild a quad just to have something small to, uh, to pilot around. So that is on my to-do list. Hey, since you mentioned it, Andre, let's chat a little bit about – uh, Horizon just put out a big tease. Did you see this, Mike? No, it was I did on not. Twitter and Facebook and everything. It said on three nine. I can't remember that. I'd have to look the, t- the tweet back up. But they're coming out with something large. And again, it's what we've been talking about. What we like. It's a large, high wing, big wheels. I don't know Cessna one seventy or one eighty type airplane of that sense. They didn't show a picture of it. Has some lights on it. We've seen that. And I just thought it was kind of funny. And how's it different from the timber? We don't know. Just they're, larger, they're just, I assume. It, they're teasing it. We don't know if it's uh, just a, a timber XL. We don't know if it's a new. Could you design. imagine a timber XL? Holy wow. moly! There you, but here's the thing. I was talking to Andre a little bit about. It. Of course, you know, Hobby King's bringing out a bunch of stuff, and they got the Bush Mule coming, and I think they might have a few other things down the pike coming out soon that we, hopefully we can talk about soon, but. You know, they have the Carbon Z Cub, and it is a huge airplane. I love that thing. It flies great, tons of power, but it is monstrous. Flies on, you know, I see it hanging cell. in your garage yeah. on the ceiling because right. it's so big. So I'm guessing, and we're speculating here, that maybe this is something in between the Carbon Z Cub and the Timber, size-wise maybe. I don't know. I have no clue. But it's... So like the Fun Cub XL? Yeah, maybe like the Fun Cub XL, something in, in that size. I don't know. Who knows? Because you have that, that coming out. FT just did a, a video on oh, – man, I'm terrible. I should write this stuff down. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. But yes, it was that uh, – it was a Cessna. It was a Cessna, uh, large-scale, you know, high-wing type big wheel thing. And it was made by Kiki. Kiki used to work at Horizon Hobby, and he went out and did his own thing. And he's got his own airplane line, which off the top of my head, I can't think of it what it is. But it's one of his airplane designs. And what was funny was when I was down there talking to Josh and we were looking at the airplane, that plane was very, very similar in design and the way it was built and the battery hatch and the wheels and the flap. Everything looks like the Carbon Z Cub hanging in the garage. And it was, I was like, wow, this is a Carbon Z Cub, but, you know, made by a different company. Flex, Flex Innovations. Flex Innovations, yes. It's a Cessna 170. 170, yeah. Beautiful yeah. airplane, light, had options for the lights and everything on it. I mean, 
it was amazing. Vortex generators on it. You, you could tell. I think he even had his signature on the side. I can't remember for sure. So, you know, you have that out, uh, the Hobby King stuff, and now Horizon's bringing something out, but we don't know what it is. I'm yeah. guessing. I think, you know, they really do kind of need something in between the Timber and the Carbon Z Cub. I would like. What's to the wingspan that. on the Carbon Z? Oh my gosh, that thing's monstrous. Uh, I want to say 80 inches. Because the uh, the 170 here, I'm looking at the specs off the FlexInnovation.com site, and it's got a 86.7 inch. So that's 2,204 millimeter wingspan. Wow. So is that on? Uh, the look up carbon. Yeah, look at the carbon Z and C. I know it's right around 80 80 some inches. But it's a monster. And what's the timber? Airplane. I don't even remember. Timber's fifty something, I think. That right around right. there. Fifty four. Yeah, fifty four. Somewhere around. I don't remember there. now. No, I don't either. Come but on, Horizon. Uh, it's E Flight's website. Come on, come on. But come I, on. we definitely know it's bigger than the uh, the Tundra. Oh yeah. You know, wings. You know, setting them side by side, it was quite a bit bigger. I'm surprised that. Well, I, do do we know if? Well, no, it's just color schemes on the Tundra because I know that was kind of a downfall not having lights. That was the only downfall with the Tundra yeah. that I ever heard. Right, There's right. No light options or yeah. having lights. Yeah, no, still no lights. I didn't know with their color scheme if they put light, but I don't think he nope. mentioned that. No, no, no lights. No, they want to keep the weight down, and yeah. I and I get that. Uh, let's see, wingspan eighty four point six inches. Eighty four. So, okay. So this other one's slightly bigger. Now, the question being, this is the big question. The Carbon Z Cub is just super powerful. Like, that thing will do anything imaginable. It'll probably drag me up in the air. It probably would. I mean, (laughs) the thing's ridiculous. I'm guessing that this airplane with Horizon's not going to be like that. You know, I'm assuming it's going to be the high ring trainer. Yeah, do light aerobatics, but more, you know, slow flight, easy flying. I don't know. Or, you know, who knows? So, a giant apprentice. Okay, yeah, there you go, a giant apprentice, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? I was actually kind of surprised they 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 threw that out there and they teased that like that, but I don't know. So we'll see on three nine, nine what we got. Yep, a few more days. Um, Andre, can we tease a little bit maybe about what we're doing Monday? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, uh, my voice cracked like a teenager there. Wow. Got excited on that one, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Stuart reached out to us again, Mike. So you know this time, Mike, because the last one was I'm last still listening minute. To, yeah, I'm still listening to the last uh, one. I guess he's got another product or two uh, coming out real soon, and he reached out to us again. So probably it looks like Monday evening, once I know for sure, yeah. I'll let everybody know. But he wants to come on and just talk about it a little bit, kind of give us an exclusive of, of what it is and all the I don't even really know that much about sure. it. So we're going to talk to Stuart probably Monday night again. This but Monday, like this tomorrow? Monday night. So like tomorrow. Up, yeah, tomorrow. So yeah. tomorrow night. Wow. It's up to you. If you want to come over, fine. If not, it's up to you. Um, but I think what we're going to do because it's just going to be a kind of a short thing. We're going to do yeah. it live. We're going to talk about it, but it's not going to be a regular big podcast. So I don't no. not even sure I'm probably going to put it out. It's just a quick little thing to. Sh- Give everybody a, a glimpse of you know what's coming, and we're going to do it live and show everybody and get it out cool. there and talk about it. So, so everybody knows. And now, if I don't show up, there, it's not like where I'm going to miss getting a tundra or something. <laughs> <laughs> you better at least mention my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if we're going to get one, we'll say, "Yep, Mike's here." 
maybe we'll get a little cardboard I will, cutout. I will drive yeah. here instantly. While you're Mike will be here in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Should I share my time with Chad at this point? Yeah, or? talk about that. I'm going to pull up some emails well, while you're been, doing that. It's been roughly six months or so since I got <clears throat> together with Chad, so I was really excited. I, I texted him Friday, and I knew our wives were have playing cards mm-hmm. last night. And so everybody knows Chad is like a secret agent. Like he disappears for months <laughs> yeah, at a time. he was in Utah for three weeks straight. And, and he comes home for a day, and then he disappears for another two he weeks. He is on the road a lot. And he's really like, hard to get a hold. Not – you know, personally, see him personally. I've texted him here and there or whatever. So, so I finally got to touch base yes. with him, which is a task in its own right. right. So I texted him Friday. I'm like, if you have any available time this weekend, let me know because it's been long overdue for us to get mm-hmm. together. And so I'm eating at Chili's with my mom and my son, and he texted me at like 7 o'clock. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be putting a quad together tonight. You're welcome to come over. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wanted to leave right away. <laughs> It was like one of those moments. So my my son and I, we ended up going to his house. And I said, well, Chad, I brought my – do you have an FPV in Doctrix? I brought mine just in case, uh-huh. hoping that he had one. Yeah. Sure enough, he does. He does, yep. And uh, so we were tearing it up around his house. He, he ran upstairs, turned on all the lights. He's like, man, if Julie comes home and sees all these lights on, he, he almost forgot to shut them off when we were done. <laughs> She's going to freak out. So we're just tearing up. So I thought of this. He's got a great house, by the way, for this. This I agree. This is phenomenal. I agree. So he's like, okay, well, what course are we going to do? First, we were zipping around the kitchen real quick, just getting used to it. And he's he's fast because he's like, I'm going full throttle right now, going full throttle, doing circuits around the the kitchen. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that. I couldn't quite do it. I was getting better towards the end, but I'm like, I can't quite get there. So he's like, well, let's race. I'm like, oh, I said, you're going to blow me out of the water. And ironically enough, I've won all three or four races against him. Really? <laughs> Your obstacle. It was awesome. You're kidding me. Because <laughs> my goal was not to wreck. <laughs> Where right. He's pushing the limits, yep. you know, and ended up having a few errors every now and then. Anyway, so we would start on his his first floor. We never went in the basement because his cat's never been in the basement. They got a new cat. Uh-huh. I think its name was Coyote or something. Uh-huh. Great cat, by the way. And it loved these inductors. Really? Oh, my gosh. We were just skimming the ground, and it was jumping at them and everything. It was not afraid one bit. It was just like – it wasn't destroying them, but it was just – it was so funny watching this cat go after our inductrixes. It was oh so cool. Gosh. He's like, I never dreamed the cat would like this this much. And then chase it through the house. And stuff. It was awesome. So, anyways, to describe our course, I said, okay, we're going to start on the bottom, and he has got the stairs that – you go one direction and back up mm-hmm. the back direction. Yeah. So we went through there and then through the master bedroom. Through He's got pillars for his master bedroom that we went through and it made him an obstacle there. Come back through. Then we go over his balcony, drop down off the balcony, and then go zipping through the kitchen for the last part of the circuit. And we did three laps. And, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe I, I beat and then he, he had his goggles on. He's like, I'm flying from up here, you know, because he got it back oriented after a wreck. And he would gain ground on me so quick because he would have downtime when he'd wreck or end up upside down. But we had a blast. And then also I left my son fly for a little bit, and he's never flown. I never really gave him – he should do simulate, but he picked it up pretty well. Really? I was surprised. I said, it's all – on the throttle yeah. stick. If you can get that yeah. down yeah. and do yeah. your left and right on that, it's that's the key. And he was he was getting it at the end, and Chad's like, you got to get him on this more because 
this now I'm thinking, okay, I can get new dominators, give him my attitudes, and we're gonna do this as a, as a couple. He seemed to really like it, which I it kind of blew my mind that he I adjusted the goggles for him to make it tight on his head and stuff. And yeah, he I was surprised. That was cool. That's encouraging on my side to maybe have a son that's gonna love it. Hopefully, yeah, and that can spend more money on it. <laughs> more justification. That's true. That's true. And this is why I'm wearing a baseball. Baseball starts tonight. Uh, We're practicing this evening. Uh, oh, God. I don't even know if I'm ready mentally to do it. And I, she says I'm an assistant coach by default. So we're going to – I'm going to try to get out of it if mm-hmm. at all possible because I'm going to do flying and I'm going to go turkey hunting a lot this year. Yeah. And I don't want to leave them down. So Awesome. Um, man, I just lost my train. Oh, oh I was sorry. just going to mention that um, – we will have Chad on hopefully soon when he's around. I know he, he w- was going to come on this morning, but I was so as you, you were on edge. I was, yeah, you, I, I lack of sleep. I wasn't sure if everything was going to work. He understands if he I could prepare, get some questions for Chad, have him on. We could take you know See, what I mean. But I'm thinking we don't. Do we really need to always be that thought formal? <laughs> no, I just – He's a friend. We, we don't – yeah, yeah, I agree. But on. we don't have chat on much because he is always – Yeah, good. I just wanted yeah, to make it good. And I hate for him to just sit over there and, you know. Oh, I love it. I <laughs> But I feel almost <laughs> terrible like turning down Chad Capper to come on the podcast. But, but we'll, yeah, for sure. He, we he had wants a blast to come on. last night. And I, and I knew it was a last-minute thing, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, that's uh, – you can't be – He never ended up building a quad. I don't even know what he was going to work on. So. <laughs> you had more fun finding Doug. Yeah. Well, we are all over the map here, but Andre just sent me a link, Mike, and I wanted to show it to you. And maybe uh, we can talk about it a little bit. But, uh, was it – I'm so discombobulated there. That, that's <laughs> you never for, heard again. Yeah, yeah. that's for uh, – that, That's Dave. That's for David. That uh, FMS has a new V2 F18 64 millimeter fan jet, Mike. <laughs> what, let's buy that one. I want to see if it's made in that one. Uh, wow, it's, low it's price two, point. It's only 2S, though. Or sorry, 3S uh, 2200. Well, I don't think it's that big because it's only a 64 millimeter. millimeter. Yeah, so it's got to yeah. be pretty small. What's the price on it? 150. One, there you go, Mike. Buy it. <laughs> we'll take it out in 20 mile an hour winds. You can maiden it. It'll be fine. Ooh. Yeah. What do you think? I think I'll pass. Hey, give me your Discover card. We'll order it right now online. Uh, we'll ship it yeah. to my house. Your wife will never know. Never she, know. She knows as soon as the credit card has a hit, ding, her phone lights up. <laughs> if we use my credit card, I'm done. It's got to be cash. That's the only way I can get okay, around Okay, I'll order it. You pay me cash. Here we go. FMS, F18, V2. <laughs> <laughs> I got an account with Horizon here. Let me, I'll have dial a jet, you right jet, in. That, yeah. yeah, that's a great beginner for high winds. Yeah. Oh. You know what? It would be fun. And though, look at the color scheme. It. That would just be oh, like my yeah. vegan. <laughs> I would lose it all over again. As soon as that got up tree oh level, it just it disappeared. the gray sky. Oh, my Lord. Oh. And that's it. Eh? They've got a gray F-18, a gray <laughs> F-35, and a gray A-10. I'd rather boy, be oh boy. I, now that I enjoy flying, line of sight so much, I, I would prefer hot pink over that, <laughs> knowing, knowing how horrible that is to track. Oh, it's just, yeah. You know, you, 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 exactly. Oh, my exactly. gosh. Let's make something harder to track. <laughs> now, if they made that in hot pink, I'd be more hot tempted. Pink. We can paint it. Yeah. I think I got hot pink in the garage, Mike. We can paint it pink. Oh, my gosh. The name calling at the field. Hot pink coming to land. 
<laughs> left to right. Left to right. Hot <laughs> dick. <laughs> Landing. That's a little inside joke there. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, that was funny. That was classic. So a couple of the specs here. It's uh, 26, 27, 5,100 kV motor, 50 amp ESC, EPO foam, super scale details, including independent horizontal stabs, durable nose wheel, easy for taxi takeoff and landing, detailed. You imagine trying to land that and take off in the parking lot at Jackson with the curbs in the, in the school right there? Oh, yeah. Suck up a rock. What are, oh. what are those wheels about that big? Yeah, probably. probably. Detailed wing surfaces, decals, motor, ESC servos come pre-installed, can perform ground takeoffs or – oh, here we go, Mike. Hand launches. We can pull the gear off. So obviously, so we don't need the M&M size wheels. Yeah. <laughs> so you got five minutes of pure bliss flying time. <laughs> More like two seconds of pure bliss flying time. Terror. And you're right, Andre. It's just a 2200 three-cell. We have lots of those, Mike. I think you ought to order yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's 37.8 inches in length or 960 millimeters, uh, 9 gram servos. Wingspan is 28 inches, so it's that's all the bigger it is. All right, we'll order it right yeah, now. Uh, you you got to kidding me. <laughs> oh, darn, it's back order time. Oh, oh what? <laughs> I'll keep checking Thank on God. it for you, Mike. <laughs> Does it have true afterburners with a butane? <laughs> we can I do might that. be more enticed. We can Call do that. We, we know how to do that. Yeah. We have the technology. Yeah. All right. How about we have the Swede? <laughs> yeah, we have the Swede. Um, just for everybody out there listening, I apologize for my email. I have been so bad lately. Again, I've just been between work and trying to get this thing going and everything. I've been slacking terrible. I haven't even. I don't think I've even posted a picture on Instagram for like weeks. Um, so I haven't been on Facebook. For it's terrible. So I thought maybe we'd catch up on a little bit of email. I get tons of. I think what we're going to start doing too, and I, I don't know why I stopped doing it, but I get lots of email with just questions or whatever. And generally, I just, when I get time, I answer them or whatever. But I think it's fun if we read them on air. That's fine. You know, do it. Do it. Um, but Mike, this is for you because the story was great. And we always were wondering what happened. Do you remember the story about the guy who went on vacation and he was flying his quad at the beach and he wanted to get the film of the guys fishing and he got wrapped up in the fishing line and his quad fell in the ocean or whatever and it sank yes i got an update he emailed me back so this is from kit jones that's the best name kit jones i love it um he says thanks for reading my crash tour on air sorry i'm late getting back to you but i work a week at a time away with no email or internet anyway the guys who's who he must be searching for sasquatch or something (laughs) that could be (laughs) Uh, he says, the line, the guy whose line I hit was actually one of the guys that we were camping with. Believe it or not, he actually came up and apologized to me later when we got back to the campsite. I think he just felt bad for me because obviously it wasn't his fault. Just to clarify for Mike, we were fishing from the rocks and not far above the water line. The line I hit was already in the water, not being cast. Remember, you were asking if okay, maybe he yeah. cast it out. We were using long rods or poles so we could cast a long way. So I was probably only 10 feet or so off the water when it happened. Okay. So he was fairly low. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was the update All right. for that. So it gives you, know. you a better visual in it. This was uh, this is from Peter Alberry. He says, hi, Chris. Many thanks to the 
AH uh, podcast. This is a story from Tasmania. And he says, the local jail here is called Pink Palace. (laughs) What a name for a jail. Pink Palace? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to take that a few different ways? Oh, my God. I thought bad instantly. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, Where were you in jail? The Pink Palace. Oh, I bet that was... (laughs) That's lovely being in (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you, I would never commit a crime no. if they called our jail no. that. I would not want to go to <laughs> jail at the Big Palace. <laughs> Do time with Bubba at the Big Palace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the podcast just went south. All right. <laughs> I have no sleep. I'm You're hungry. Slap happy, oh, yeah, man. this is bad. Okay, anyway. Mr. Morning Person, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love seeing you down for a change in the morning. <laughs> so Peter says, the local jail here is called the Bank Palace. I can't get over that. says, recently the government decided to ban smoking at the palace. Inevitably, someone tried to do a home delivery using a Phantom 3 Pro, which had a two-way winch rigged up so that these guys were going to do a trade. I wonder what they were trading cash, maybe, for the uh, cigarettes. Artillery. Could you imagine they had a Phantom Fly, whoo, a little winch comes down. That's kind of a neat idea. We have to work on something like yeah, that. You know I'm dropping firearms in there. No, yeah. So it had a two-way winch, winch rigged up. It says these guys were going to do a trade. Naturally, the hook got tethered into the bars, which covered <laughs> the quad wrangle in the center of the jail. So someone is minus a Phantom. Chris, I have lots of crash stories if you're interested. It must have been a local news story, I guess. Uh, I have a, uh, oh, and they just telling me, in my younger days, I worked with Suzuki as a development uh, rider, racer, and dealer. We had our own MX team as well. Any rider completed in the motocross, the nations must be world class. Oh, he says, tell Mike he is welcome anytime. There's no shortage of deer here. So you want to go to Tasmania? Tasmania. And go <laughs> Mike, I... I know this is off subject, but I thought of you when I seen it yesterday. I think it was on Facebook. There was a dead cat in the middle of the road. Did you see this video? No, but I got a great story. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't share it. I guess. So real quick, there must have been 20 turkeys. And they were in a giant circle, Mike. And they were circling this dead cat all in a row. Just around and around. Why would they do that? Seances. That's what it looked like. (laughs) Maybe it was even Chad that posted it. It might have been Chad. Chad Noack? No, Capper, Capper. I think. And he goes, somebody ought to put this online and put some crazy uh, like a music to it. Yeah. Something. But I wondered if you've ever why I've never no idea. heard or seen. I'd have to see that to believe it. All right. <laughs> our next story is from our buddy Derek Fernandez out in Colorado. I, this guy must have an unlimited money supply because I've never seen anybody crash as much as this guy. I feel bad for him in a way, and some of the crazy things, and it's just nuts. So anyway, he has another one, and this one's big. He says, I was at my field for Warbirds over Denver when I decided to take out my 60cc Corsair top flight. Warb- so that's a big, beautiful, like, scale. A gasser? Gasser. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 60 cc. I like that's double that is, the yeah. size of your, your weed eater, Mike. <laughs> you know, most weed eaters are like 20 some, 30 really? cc. See, this that is puts 60. It in perspective big, big airplane. Oh, man. Listen, Mike, it's 86 inch wingspan and 25 pounds. 
I flew a good flight and was setting up for a landing when a gust of wind grabbed the plane. The plane cartwheeled, destroying one of the wings. No problem, I thought. I just put the parts into my laser cutter and cut out how nice it was that. Just put... Uh, Some replacement parts, yeah. 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 Cut out new ones on his uh, laser cutter. I fixed the plane and was really excited to fly it again. I started the engine and took off, and the flight was really going well until I did a pass. Don't get ahead of me now. Close your eyes and picture this. Beautiful pass going at about 80 miles an hour. The engine is roaring. Thump, squawk, smash. The wing hit one of the resident Golden Eagles at the park. Don't worry, the Eagle was fine. My Corsair has a nice gash in the wing and a cracked fuselage. I'm now going to throw it away <laughs> and buy a Hangar 9 one. It's so much better. I have now taken some photos of my failures and attached it. And there, here's a picture of the wing, Mike, after it hit the Eagle. It just, like, destroyed that airplane. Wow. Golden Eagle's a big oh, bird. Oh, yeah. It's talons probably shredded. Yeah. So I'm he's like, yeah, I'll just throw it away and buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's our buddy Derek. He said it cracked the fuselage, too. Huh? Uh, yeah. Something. I didn't see that, but. That's crazy. Let's see. What else? I wonder if the bird attacked it or if he attacked the bird. Or like you know, which, uh, Maybe the bird attacked it. It's probably that way. Here's an idea from another gentleman, Savon. He sent an email that said, Thank you for all the content you do. Uh, FD After Hours is a great podcast. Since you guys often talk about how guests of the show started, perhaps you could have a My Story section where FTAH fans can submit the stories on how they started out in the hobby or how they discovered FT. The best ones could be read on the show. Just an idea. Thought about sharing. What do you think about that? That's cool. Mm -hmm. You think that would be uh, something we could do? Okay. My story. Write it down. Write it down. My story. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I love sharing like flight test episodes, the early ones and mm-hmm. stuff with people, or even current ones. It's you know, it's just always a common place to touch base with people, ask them what their favorite was and things like that. That'd be fun with Chad too. I don't know if we've ever. I mean, we've always had Chad on talked Talk about different about things, but yeah. I don't know if we've actually really talked about FT stuff with Chad. I don't. That think would so. be interesting to get Chad's thoughts yes. on that. We'll have to do that when he gets on here. Get his story yeah. <laughs> instead of my story. Um, I here, should I should get that little video going too of him in the basement for when he comes. Oh yeah, to show where where it was. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Here's another one by TJ. He sent this to me, and I sent the video to you, Andre, so I, you'll know what we're talking about. Uh, he sent a video about the convergence, and it's a video where they have what probably ten or twelve of them together. And they're all flying around together. I could probably I'll link the uh, that YouTube video in, in our uh, thing when we do it. But and the reason I wanted to talk about this was I was really on the fence. I think we Mike we might have talked about it a little bit too. And Andre, I know we did. I was on the fence of buying a convergence version or a, the Optera wing. I was like, I don't know what to do here. They're almost the same price, you know. But oh, that's mm-hmm. right. The thing that sold me Does, on the Optera. Describe me what the convert. Convergences again. That's that little tiny uh, VTOL. Oh yes, yes, yes. And the more I, you know, read about the VTOL and the convergence and the things about it and everything, I was like, for the money and what I'm getting for the Optera, I thought that was maybe a big better deal. I don't know, so I went that way. But I did. I have been getting a lot of emails and and questions on the uh, convergence, like 
are we going to get one? We'd like to see, hear about it, see how it flies and blah, blah, blah. And I know FT got one. I see it sitting down at the table. I don't know if maybe we could borrow it. I don't know if I really want one. But anyway, the video that, uh, that these guys did was how many, Andre? Do you think there's 10 or 12 of them together? I don't think it was that many. But Not that many? Like quite Five, a lot. Five, six. A anyway, there's a whole mess of them at a flying field, Mike. And they all kind of take up. Yeah, a prethla. There you go. <laughs> What's a prethla? We'll plethora. say anywhere from plethora. five to 20. <laughs> and they take off and they're all going together. Now, picture, you know what it was like when we did the radiant fly, when we had, okay, these guys were just like all together. And then someone would yell, okay, forward flight. And then they'd all take off on forward flight. And it was kind of what the sun was setting a little bit. It was a little dark. And these guys are all – and I thought, there is no is way I would try to fly that little – the convergence is little, Mike. It's not very big. To have that many of them in at that, that time, area so. at that time of the evening trying to fly – didn't you think that was a little risky, Andre, when you watch the video? Well, it's they all look the same. I know. <laughs> but I guess, you know, if you, if you get disoriented, oh, just spin mine around, you know, especially if you're in hover. Yeah, I guess you could just stop, you know, stop it, you know, flip the switch and it go back in the hover. True. And part of me, that's one thing why I kind of want to try the converters because we just had the conversation about it's cool flying FPV with the, the quads because you get in a little trouble or whatever. You can kind of stop or slow down, gather your thoughts. And if you're flying with a wing, your hose and you're going to burn and thing. With a convergence, you kind of have a little, uh, both the best best worlds, you know, you can kind of hover and cruise around FPV and then forward flight. And then flip the switch, it automatically goes right back into a hover. So I think FPV, that thing might be kind of fun. I don't know. What do you think, Andre, about that? It would be kind of neat because, yeah, you could be get booming around and everything. But um, what, I just – I don't know. The what's product, the, like, what's the product the, needs – like V2. V2 should be awesome if they keep it going. They'll, they'll, they'll iron out all the little kinks in the thing. But it would be kind of neat because you're like, hey, let's check that out. And you stop and you hover and everything. I just don't know what the battery time is like on them. Well, I'm thinking FPV too. When it hovers, is it at a different angle? I mean, would you have to have some type of angle maneuver on your I don't, FPV? I, it seems it would, pretty You think smooth. it would adjust quite a bit? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just asking. All the I flight videos know. I've seen, it, it stays stable. Yeah, it looks pretty Even stable. Yeah. yeah, and just cruises around at a pretty cool. Yeah, and then flick the switch, and it. I mean, it's all the nice thing. It's all automatic. You hit the switch, it automatically goes into fast forward flight. And you go cruise around. So as far as like transitioning and stuff, FPV wise, it wouldn't be too. I don't think so. Anything. I don't think so. Do you think so, Andre? What do you? You know, you might even see more videos than I have on it. I don't know. But I don't think the trans. It'd be it, it's no different than flying your tricopter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's probably even less of a transition. Be, you know, with yeah. the tricopter, sometimes that thing. You're really, it's really at a high angle, especially that, that day you were flying that thing a couple times in that wind. You were almost vertical, Mike. Really? I don't even Are know. Are you how, kidding me? I was like, how is he even seeing? He's got to look at just the ground. <laughs> Did you just see ground? I, that would have been funny to see from the side. I didn't realize You it. didn't realize it? Oh my gosh. You went zooming by us that one time, and the thing was just standing straight up. No way. Oh, I yeah. don't believe it. I swear. <laughs> I even said something to Jess. Like, oh, he's got to be staring at the ground. He's got to be. He goes, he goes, how fast is that thing? I said, oh, around probably 80 miles an hour. And you went by us at about 80 miles an hour. He's like, that thing is scary. Well, you told me to punch it. I lost control. Because it just – I was like, whoa. 
So I don't know. I'd like to try the convergence. You know, fly it around just normal first and then try the FPV. I think it would be fun. No, I, I'd like to try it, but I don't think I'd ever want to buy it for that. For yeah, that's pack. the thing. I don't know if I really want to own it, but I don't know. Maybe we can steal FTs for a little bit. I'm thinking of someone with limited backyard space or something. Get it up altitude and then transition. Well, the, I don't think because – can't do that. The way it's designed and it's so small and everything, the the forward flight in the videos at least looks pretty fast. Do you agree, Andre? Yeah. yeah. It's not I, something you're just going to cruise around like the Optera. It's way faster and, and than like the It's funny because most of the flights I've watched, most of the videos now, people aren't even bothering to do the transition. They just kind of leave it in hover mode and fly it around in, in, in tricopter mode, essentially. Really? Well, I've seen a couple there, and that's basically what they're doing because they just want to poke around and fly with it because then they can stop and everything. So, I mean, that then, then buy a quad, fun. yeah. Well, buy a quad. Yeah, I exactly. don't know exactly because I would, I would think. Again, I'm just going off the videos. I don't have any experience with. I would think a good, well-tuned quad hovering would around. It. Yes, yeah. by yeah. far. And even in forward flight, you're probably going to get better. Yes. Uh, you know, whether in forward flight you can shut the motor off and just kind of glide around and you know conserve power, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know how aerobatic it would be in the end. So it sounds to me like if they're doing that, that it performs better in the the quad state or whatever than it would be the plane state if they're that comfortable doing that. It, it looks like it flies fine. I As mean, a plane, if you, yeah, if plane you even watch well. the Horizon videos, they were I doing. I thought maybe it was struggling in the no, plane, I don't, plane aspect. I don't it. think so. It, it, it was flying good in the horizon videos they did a lot of aerobatics with it i mean it looks yeah. like it flies good but i don't th- i i would i would probably be just the opposite andre i think i would fly it more in, in the airplane That's mode and just it. use the hover the land. land yeah the land. to take it'd off be, and land to be easy on the frame and stuff yeah, yeah it probably it probably actually probably be a really suitable winter airplane then because you could take off in hover mm-hmm. mode you know have your transmitter mid on yeah. and then move around and come in and land and then you don't have to belly it yeah, yeah okay, good maybe. point but we bringing seen it right around pretty, to the canadian thing again oh good uh, canadian <laughs> winter cold thing? winter uh, yeah cold winter yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but the thanks. snow would still get sucked uh, up into the draft with it and hover mode oh, like it does no, a quad it wouldn't be that well no it wouldn't be you that never bad. know who knows uh, but we've seen some pretty horrific crashes out of these things as well you know where they they've had you know shutdown issues with the bell motors or they've mm-hmm. had servo failures so the transitions uneven Ooh! Oh yeah, Ooh, that'd be brutal, right? So I don't know. Uh, it's I, uh, I think I think V two of this if if they keep going and there's enough interest and they make a V two, I think V two will be that much better. Get I, the kinks out. I agree with you. If if they stick to a V two, Horizon's not real well known for that. Although they've been doing it late lately, they brought out mm-hmm. a couple version twos. So, but yeah, you're right. If they keep going and, and that it could be really good. I think I agree. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, we'll get off the convergence, but I'd still like to try to fly one. If if we can maybe maybe borrow FTs, if it's still in one piece, <laughs> they uh, they seem to go through the airplanes rather quickly down there. Uh, I got a story from our real good friend Frank Debros again, and he shared this with me, and I sent it to Chad Capper because this was nuts, and it just shows sometimes how small of a world this really is. Do you hear that? That is really weird noise. This is your dog? She got the hiccups? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah my, my little five-pound dog has the hiccups. I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> Poor little thing. 
All right. We're like, what? Happened? I'm so That's I'm funny. so bad today. I mean, I'm just not. Oh, squirrel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, story from Frank. He says, I'm in the Civil Air, Air Patrol and have been going on for 21 years since I was a teenager. So in the CAP, we have our own STEM programs, and one of them is a quadcopter kit. We got one at my current squadron, and of course, I'm the drone guy. So I'm going to take the cadets through the process of building it and flying it. It's a quad lugs kit with a CC3D flight controller. Well, it says, welcome back to 2013. Taking aerodynamics and control theory and electrical theory and RF theory along the way. It's sort of like what the Mesa RC guys do in that the cadets will do all the research and teach others on different parts. And I'm just there to facilitate and mentor. So anyway, tonight was an inner in introductory class on where we just generally went over how a quad works compared to a regular plane. After my class, one of the other adult members of the squadron, Mr. Patterson, I don't know if you know this guy, Mike, or not. Mr. Patterson comes over to chat. He's one of the dads of the cadets and a fellow Army officer, and we've been in the CAP members together here at Fort Bragg for a couple years. Anyway, he goes, I didn't realize that you were into this stuff, and that's really cool. He says, have you ever heard of flight test? <laughs> he says, I, I, I do my usual, oh, yeah, I've definitely heard of them. I've been fans of theirs for years. And he goes, that's cool. I'm actually friends with the guy that started it, Chad Capper. He's like, what? So, yeah, we went to high school together. He was my best man at my wedding, and I was his best man at his wedding. And I was like, wow, what, what are the odds? He says, there needs to be a six degrees of Chad Capper, like there's a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. He th- said, I, I bet th- Chad Capper didn't date his wife. he says it was so funny the people you meet in the army anyway nothing special i just thought it was a funny crazy story and you might get a kick out of it so i sent it over to chad and that's awesome and he read it and he's like oh yeah he goes man i can't believe that and what was this frank debros yeah he's the one who made us the little um swiss frank yeah swiss freak yeah you know who yes i know who he is yeah so chad so he met his best man is what you're saying. He met his wedding. Chad Cap. Yes. Best man. Yeah. And yeah. what was that guy's name? I'm just. His name Pat- is uh, Patrick, Patrick Patterson. Patterson. And Chad said that is awesome. Patrick Patterson is my all time best friend and has done two tours. Oh, I have an issue with that. Oh, you have an issue with that all time best friend. Back in the closet for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I put my head down in shame. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, what are the odds in that? That is. That's great. All right. Uh, I have another one from Tim Baker. He sent us some stuff before, and I had to read this just because it makes makes me feel good. Uh, Tim says, I watch every flight test episode, listen to every podcast, and the pressure just got too much. He couldn't take the pressure, Mike. It was just getting to him. He says, after scouring the web and the original ordering from two different places, only later to be refunded as they were out of stock, I finally bought a new Radian. Yeah, he joined the club. He couldn't take the pressure, Mike. <laughs> I understand completely. As you can see, <laughs> I buckled a pressure like a cheap lawn chair. So that means we can order the F eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave quick <laughs> after this podcast. So I don't get into order the F eighteen, paint it pink, and put pink palace on the <laughs> side. <laughs> I'm getting distracted. There we go. Oh the pink God. palace. That oh is the name gosh. of the podcast. <laughs> No, it can't be. It yeah. can't be. The pink palace. That would go wrong. F-18 in the pink palace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uh, distracted. 
There's so many wrong avenues to go with that. <clears throat> okay, so back to Tim Baker. On track, Chris, on track. So as you can see, I just bought a new Radiant. As you can see from the photos, which don't include all the other planes in the shed, the disease is already pretty advanced, but I think the addition of the radian confirms the diagnosis that pretty much confirms that there is no chance of recovery. It's all your fault, Chris, Wayne, Andre, David, Mike. It's all your fault. How could I resist any longer? You keep reminding me every podcast what a mistake it was buying the Radian Pro. <laughs> And what, I'm missing, and what I'm missing by not having a regular radian. Now all I need is a weather to allow me to fly without having to drive to Wales uh, to pick for the pickup. Meanwhile, it's back to the tiny whoop. Inductrix FPV inside and the occasional three-minute foray outside in the wind between rainstorms with the alien and the butter quad. Thanks for keeping us sane He's during the winter. He's got an alien, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, an alien quad. Thanks for keeping us sane during the winter and making us all realize it could be worse. We could live in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Jim. Oh. Jim I'll, I'll, I'll be putting him on some really good extreme duty at Flight Fest. That's it. <laughs> where, where is extreme uh, toilet duty? <laughs> extreme toilet duty. <laughs> no, honestly, Tim's, Tim's pretty good. We've had a few good email, email exchanges. Yeah. He's got some pretty amazing property out in uh, in England. And give, give him so. like give him like urinal cake duty or something. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not that mean. Uh, and he actually he sends a picture, Mike. If you see, he still has the Radiant Pro sitting up there and thing. I don't, Tim. I don't see any for sale sign uh, on the Radiant Pro yet. That might be a hard sell. Yeah. Anyway, Tim. On all seriousness, though, uh, when you do get out and you do fly it, I would like you to hit us back. Maybe we'll even call you or talk to you on Skype or some. I would just be interested to see your thoughts in between, you know, the Radiant Pro and the Radiant. See what you think. Maybe you hate the Radiant. I don't know, but I'd yeah, like we'd to, like to hear that. I'd like to hear it. I'd, I'm curious. Okay, I think I got uh, one more story for us, and then we're going to get out of here because I think we're over. Hey, the good thing is we don't have to, wait, we don't have to worry about the two-hour and 15-minute mark. Break. It's not going to shut where down. The, the software gets tired and just yeah. quits. But I am getting pretty loopy, and I think uh, I'm, I'm at my limit here. This story is from another friend of ours, David Puma. And the reason I wanted to read this is because I've all t- told my story about flying helicopters indoors, and I always tell people, don't do it. But this was kind of funny because it's not just your you know ordinary helicopter. Anyway. Says Chris, I got a story for the podcast that involves something a tad more dangerous than what it usually does. So in the summer, me and my family went to flying club swap meet, and my dad bought a souped-up MCPX2. Do you know what an MCPX2 is? I'm surprised they even still sell these. Uh, it's a Horizon hobby product, and it's one of those dual counter-rotating uh, helicopters. Yeah, kind of like that, but a bigger big, version. Bigger frame. And he souped it all up, which when I had mine, I did the same thing. I put all the aluminum crap on it and it, all the bling, and it looked great and started to fly like crap. Anyway, so it had all the custom parts, brushless motor, and two batteries for 15 bucks. That's a pretty good deal, really. So I tried to fly it with the orange, uh, T, or orange T6, but gave up after a few tries. Later in the summer, my brother got a DX6i for 20 bucks, and I tried to use that. Uh, and it didn't work till yesterday about the so anyway he goes on uh talking about how he's trying to get it to work with the dx6i so i messed around with the monitor section found out uh the travel adjustment changed that and even worse my brother broke off the gear flight mode switch so i couldn't change any flight modes 
Anyway, an idea stuck with me about the throttle curve. So he adjusted the throttle curve, and finally he got the thing to work. So he said I had a brilliant idea flying it in the house, which really that's not bad because I used to fly mine in the house all the time. But it is bigger, so you couldn't just kind of dart in and around. But it will fly in the house. But I guess if you've never flown one before and you're not comfortable, that could be a bad idea. So he says, you see where this is going. With the battery in place, I plugged it in and ramped up the throttle. It went straight up, and I cut the throttle and straight down. It looked as though a three-year-old was at the controls. Now, I can kind of understand this. This isn't the best flying thing. He said, after about 10 crazy hop-ups, I managed to keep it up for about 10 seconds, and then I freaked out. It flew toward the wall, but I somehow landed it. I know this night might not be uh, terribly exciting or have an outcome of, of what you really wanted, but the moral, moral of this story is don't fly a coaxial heli indoors with almost vertical pitch and throttle curve as your first real heli inside. So that is a little story. And I just wanted to touch on that because it is kind of an indoor heli, but if you don't have any experience and you're not familiar with it, flying that thing inside definitely can be pretty scary. And like he said, we've probably all been there. I don't know if you uh, you got heli experience, Mike. Anything at all? Not really. Okay, take take the quad. Nothing for a, with collective pitch. Okay, but well, it's not even collective pitch. It's uh, yeah, pitch. I I flew. Okay, like the double blades. But, but even. Stuff. You could take the Inductrix, for example, when we had Pat and Scott fly. What was the first thing they were doing? Throttle up, management. down, up, down, and it's all up, down. Because of the throttle. Man. Yes. My son was doing it yesterday. He yeah. Hit the ceiling drop. Hit the ceiling drop. Right. So when you got a big coaxial helicopter in your living room and you're trying to be very careful, and you got the couch and the lamp and everything else, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're you know up, down, up, down. <laughs> That, that's that it's drifting. scary. Yeah, and it's drifting, and you know you might not get your orientation down. You hit the rudder, oh, yeah. and it spins around. Then you're going the wrong direction. Believe it or not, I was flying my MQX, the quad in house, and it's it's a smart oh yeah 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 two fifty yep. size, I guess. But I would come back at me, and I'd strafe one way. Or yeah, I, I was hitting things left and right. I'm like, oh, this is too too difficult in the right. house to be doing this. So yeah, I had similar, not a good idea. Right. So that's and that it. sounds like a fairly large flurry. Yeah, it's uh, you know, so big. It's not real, it's doable real big. It's doable. Indoors. Like I said, it used to do, fly it in. But Almost like it sounds like going from like the Nano FPV to the, you know, like the Nano was a bigger frame. Uh-huh. And it just wasn't much as fun, obviously, as the Inductrix. Right. Flying indoors. Right. And see, dummy me, I went from the Blade CP Pro aerobatic helicopter of trying to fly it in the house. It destroyed everything. And then I went and <laughs> what said... What size was that? Just uh, it was... Uh, man, what size would that be? It was under Roughly. 400. I don't know. I had like a maybe a... I can't Is even remember. Is it collective remember. pitch? Collective pitch. Oh my gosh. It was a full-on aerobatic. That was my first <laughs> and helicopter. You flew it indoor. In the, that was my first flight in the house. <laughs> I've told this story, Mike, a hundred times. It ricocheted off of every wall, uh, tore the paint off the wall. I'm lucky I didn't blow up the lamp. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Are you trying destroyed to go to the hospital it. or Destroyed what? the helicopter. Oh, my god! Then it took me about two weeks to figure out how to rebuild the whole thing. Like, I'm watching videos online. You put some time I'm talking this to hobby. the helicopter that. guys on RC groups trying to figure out how to put this thing back together. And then I get it back together, and then it wouldn't fly. And then Your I, heart just sinks. Oh, it was it? terrible. I had to balance the blade. It was just a whole mess. And then I finally said, okay, enough. Went back, bought this CPX. Pro to or whatever the the counter rotate the same thing this guy has, 
and uh, started out better experience. Yes, it was a way, way, way better. I couldn't imagine collective pit. That is such a tough beast. I think. Yeah, they're getting better now, though. I've heard. Yeah, but you don't see too many of them now. Everything's all you know, quadcopter and stuff. So, hmm. Did I bore you too bad, Andre? You still there? I'm still there. <laughs> All right, I'm just still checking. There. I was, didn't. I couldn't hear no background noise. I was like, uh oh, did we lose him? Well, that's all I got for emails. I think. Um, I think that's about it. I'm I'm cooked, Mike. I'm fried. Hey, it's dude, it's a good show. Oh my gosh, the Pink Palace. Uh, no, do not do <laughs> yes. that. That is yes. horrible. That that's the clickbait you don't want. Oh. <laughs> about <laughs> all right everyone we're done we are cooked we're done andre didn't even know we were having a show today yeah, i know he's like chilling he's like what we're having a show i'm like what andre if i'm up at this hour you know the I show i don't just come out here to hang to out at the studio house. right oh. hey, hey, hey guys okay are we ready to go for the show i'm like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's uh, good in the end yeah david on yeah talked about a pink hornet yep it was a good show. All right, everybody. <laughs> thanks for jo- thanks for joining us. We'll be back soon. And again, if uh, you missed it, hopefully you listen. If you listen to the podcast early, like say maybe early tomorrow or throughout the day tomorrow, you'll know that we're going to probably have Stuart on, and we're going to talk about another new product he has coming out. And it's not going to be you know out for a podcast, but we're going to do it live, so it's going to kind of be a little inclusive thing for everybody. So we're going to do that, and then we'll be back probably in the next couple of weeks. we got some other stuff coming up. Hopefully we can talk about in a couple of weeks, let you know what's going on, why we got the studio here and everything. So that's it. I'm done. We're out here. Thanks for joining yep. us on yep. Periscope. Oh, one last thing. I think I'm not 100% sure, Andre and Mike. Um, I'm on the fence a little bit. I've been getting a lot of requests for Facebook Live because more people mm-hmm. can see it and use it. So I might go try to get a different camera. Yeah, maybe high definition camera, maybe. And we're going to maybe try to do. So the next show could possibly be Facebook Live. So go check out the FT After Hours Facebook. Like us. And then we'll get your notification. You can come hang out with us. Yeah, check out both platforms because you never know. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll let you know for sure. Uh, If everything works out and we get it up and it's running, I'll let everybody know that's what we're going to do. So. That's it. We're out of here. Thanks for joining us for the FT After Hours podcast. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Ciao.